OG for life. That's new. Why do we do the theme song before the commentary tracks? Are they not long enough? <laughs> I just don't know how to start the show otherwise. I was trying to crunch along with the song, like Paul McCartney on Vegetables, <laughs> the Beach Boys song. That's disgusting. That's me and Paul. There's going to be a lot of listeners t- shutting off after that. <laughs> in, in a league of our own. <laughs> well, uh, this is a, uh, a long-form text before calling today. Um, we have uh, the Eric Wheelman and his uh, 83 Child year- bride, <laughs> Samantha Pasco. Say hi, Sam. Hello. Yay. Sam is piling napkins on my leg right now. Like that same thing that's funny when you see applause. I don't want you to spill anything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spill things. I'm oh, going to make I, a mess. I'm, I started putting them on. I'm there. going to have sauce all over my face. <laughs> that's what pants are for. But anyways, so today we are going to be indulging in a uh, a classic of my youth. Uh, n- Buster Keaton's Cops. <laughs> Steamboat Willie, a classic from your youth. That's, uh, yeah, racist bastard. Um, Whoa, hold on. Mickey Mouse is racist? Well, Disney, and by virtue of the... You cannot taint Mickey Mouse with Walt Disney's flaws. Mickey is perfect. Well, I mean, Mickey as the representative of that organization makes him by default a horrible, horrible thing. Mickey was flawless until they cut off his dick in the 90s. Do you remember this? When they, they literally castrated him, they took off his tail and put him in pants like a person. Oh, this is a thing? Like in the if you look at Mickey Mouse in the nineties, they changed the iconography so that he wore pants, stood up straight, had no tail. Hmm. His eyes used to be like pie cuts, and okay. instead they were like normal eyes with like pupils. Hmm. They turned him into a person. Yeah, yeah. And now he's gone. He's reverted. Anthropomorphized. Yes, anthropomorphized. I know things. But then the night, like my heyday, the mid nineties was the worst when he was just a person with big ears. Ah. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the creepy, people, the, like yes. it was like uh, uh, beyond the uh, that uh, was it the the creepy valley, whatever they call that, uncanny valley. Uncanny <laughs> valley. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was just called the creepy valley. <laughs> Sam, Mickey Mouse, you want to weigh in? I love Disney. She's big. I want to point out when when my eleven um, year old bride and I were in uh, Tokyo, she <laughs> she insisted insisted on a pouring rain day. Did we go to Tokyo Disneyland? And Samantha, <laughs> did we go to Tokyo Disneyland? It was so fun. Yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> we had a great time. Uh, Space Mountain. If you got to go, go to Tokyo. It's darker. It's faster. It's more wild. Isn't it Warp Space Mountain now? Huh? I thought, oh, is that a Star Wars Yeah, thing? I think the Star Wars took over the, Space Mountain. That was what I heard. In Tokyo, they have a separation of Star Wars and state. Not everything <laughs> is Star Wars. <laughs> the Force is not the official religion of Tokyo. No, not yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, Start this dang movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, today we're going to be watching Lethal Weapon 2, the uh, the good one. Um, So, yeah, Uh, get your copy and uh, cue it up with us. We will synchronize our weapons. Uh, So 
uh, go ahead and start it. We're going to be uh, looking for exactly the first time we see Mr. Uh, Racist Ass Melly Gibson's face. Oh, yeah, this is the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I won't, we'll, we'll get to this later. Sam, the first time we saw this, she went on and on about Mel Gibson uh, referencing the Nazis. Mel, <laughs> Mel, we should keep a count of how many times he referenced the Nazis. Okay. Oh, it, I haven't seen this since my youth. My, so. my larger point is Mel Gibson is racist, but he that does not make him a Nazi. Not all racists are Nazis. <laughs> That's true. I, it's awkward. I don't care. So right after the uh, Lethal Weapon 2 logo, go ahead and pause that movie just as soon as you see uh, Racist Ass Melly Gibson <laughs> screaming, and uh, we will pick it up from there in uh, three, two, one, and go. Academy Award-nominated Racist Ass <laughs> Mel Gibson. For those of you who want to watch the good parts of Lethal Weapon 2, you can skip all of this part. I'll let you know when it starts getting interesting. <laughs> yeah, Sam, put down the laptop about 20 minutes into this. Yeah. Oh, wow. I will say, I think this opening, I understand what they're going for. I think this is the least successful part of the movie. I think it's too frantic. It's a little too um, shrill. So a a thing that uh, children these days might not be aware of is that uh, in my youth, when cable was first a thing, uh, there were many, many movies that you would never see from the beginning, uh, this being one of them. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the opening of this movie. I think I've always caught it like probably 10, 15 minutes in. That's, uh, that sounds like a personal failing, though. No, 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 no. That's just I don't how, think, I don't that's think how H- cable worked. You're saying HBO jumped in 20 minutes. No, no, no. You'd finish watching one thing and then you'd be surfing around and come across something and, you know, oh, Lethal Weapon 2 is on. I'll watch that. But Again. it's not like you could you know, flip your TiVo on and go back 20 minutes and start it from the beginning. You didn't have a choice back then. If it was on TV, it was on TV. That's called gluttony. You couldn't get enough. You um, wanted everything all the time. By well, the way, that's what we have now. Yes. We achieved <laughs> gluttony. Yay. Can I give your cat a piece of lettuce? Um, I have no idea. I've only ever given him cat food. Don't give him. Don't give then him I food. won't. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't. Does lettuce do things? What do you think of that rear projection, Samantha? <laughs> what? The rear projection in these car chase scenes? Oh, yeah. See, they're on a soundstage, and they're doing the poor man's, or they're probably doing the rich man's process. <laughs> and then they got the the uh, projection behind them to make it look as if they're in a car moving around. What well, they are in a car. Okay. As if they're on the street <laughs> moving around. Does that, as a young person, as a child of this millennium, does that play for you, or does that just seem goofy? I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's like it's like a reality show. It's like the Kardashians. They film from the back. Nice. The, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's too wide open there. <laughs> I don't actually think they film from the back. I can't even counter. I don't understand. Yeah. The cameraman sits in the back. He actually sits in the passenger but they're actually seat. In a, oh. But they're in a car that's actually on the street moving. What yeah. I'm saying is— I really thought that was a big-ass joke. Riggs and— <laughs> I know. It took, took me a minute to decipher it. <laughs> Riggs and Murtaugh, Gibson and Glover are sitting in a soundstage and they're projecting a plate, a pre-filmed bit of the movie, the background material well, to make it look. This is the first time they've done that in movies, right? No, like, no, 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 like, no, no, What are you talking about? This is like, like one of the last times thing. they did that. Yeah, movie. my point is this is, yeah, this is towards the tail end of when they would do that because now they just do a uh, green, green screen replacement. Looks fine. It's fine. Okay. So being a, a child of this millennium, you, you are not uh, uh, bothered by the old schoolness of the uh, crappy effects? Um, and th- No. I'm bothered by a lot of other things. Right on. <laughs> Fair enough. Such as? 
haven't happened in the movie yet. <laughs> I feel like this. Uh, I like the idea of starting in media res of just starting in the middle of a yeah, of a yeah. chase. I just I don't like this. I don't like the way it's covered. I don't like the way well, it's staged. Well, I think if you know what their relationship is, like going into this, like I didn't see the first one, so <laughs> I did. I like this one is unquestionably the best of the Lethal Weapon series. I'll say that. Yeah. But I feel like they just start off too hectic and trill. Well, and... aren't you just supposed to understand they're like dope ass partners or something? Yeah, but like, yeah. The... but why are they doing what they're doing now? But I. Like, they have a complex relationship, and I feel like in this scene, they're just sort of squawking at each other. Mm. And especially towards the end of this, whenever they crash into the building, they're like, son of a bitch, damn it, shit. I feel like they Spoiler say son word. of a bitch and shit in this movie more than any other movie ever made. <laughs> that son of a bitch, shit, shit, got away, son of a bitch, got away, shit. Wait, is this one PG-13? Uh, oh, wait, no, was PG? I don't think PG-13 no, was think the thing. Are, I think these are all R. Are they? Okay. I believe these are all R. Gotcha. So it wasn't like that they were trying is... to like limit the number of fucks so they can get a... No, no. Warner Brothers is actually historically pretty good about just going for the R rating. Yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers has a reputation for being a more adult-friendly studio. Hmm. But I, I wonder if the Harry Potter money ruined that. <laughs> they're, they're making an, an adult Harry Potter, aren't they? Well, because forever, Warner Brothers was the Clint Eastwood studio. Hmm. For some reason, I mean, I know why. I support them in this. But lately, they've been the Sylvester Stallone studio. <laughs> really? I think his last, like, five movies have all been Warner Brothers oh, pictures. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Someone owes him. The Brothers Warner. But out of those last five, one was good? No, they're all good. Well, if no. I mean, to, them, they're all good. To normal people, not to wheelers. Uh, Creed is popular. Yeah. Creed is good. Honestly, one of his best performances in his career is in a movie called Bullet to the Head that I think made $7 million hmm. total in America. But he's freaking great in that. No, I I saw it opening weekend at the Chinese theater with about mm, three other people <laughs> in the entire theater. Hmm. Anyway, Bullet to the Head, Stallone, Warner Brothers, check it out. You know, I think this opening might be a lot better if we had just watched Lethal Weapon 1. And, like, went right into this. Why? Does it open? Not does... the same about Lethal Weapon 2 and Lethal Weapon 3. Oh. That's one of the worst ideas I've ever had. Yeah. Mm. We finished Lethal Weapon 2, and Sam was like, wow, I loved it. Let's switch Lethal Weapon 3. And I knew its reputation as right being on. the worst. Yeah, yeah. But I never seen it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. We finished Lethal Weapon 3. That was a rough night. Wait, I can't Is Is 3 genuinely bit worse it's, than 4? It's awful. It's four, terrible. 4 is better than 3. Wow. Now, gotcha. here's the thing. Sam loves Lethal Weapon 2 more than I do. And she hates Lethal Weapon 3 more than I do. Hmm. I'm more even keeled about both. Gotcha. I think Lethal Weapon 2 is the best. Sean, I will say, I do not think this is a better action film than Goldeneye. <laughs> I don't. I simply don't. Right on. Um, but I also don't think Lethal Weapon 3 is as bad as the Lethal Weapon fans do. Gotcha. I think it's fine. It's the same formula, just done, not executed as well. And hmm. Lethal Weapon 3 does have a terrible villain, which as you get higher and higher in the sequels— you gotta have a good villain. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, certainly. you're just getting the same old material, like this, when they're just squawking at each other. Yeah. Well, it's like married couple at this point. That's, I know, but it's just it's unintelligible. That's why the subtitles are on. It's really just. Yeah, yeah. It's like Muppet Babies or uh, Peanuts. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Two is Muppet Babies. <laughs> good hair on Gibson, though. Yeah, yeah. That's mesmerizing, actually. Uh-oh, the Cougarans. Certainly this movie introduced the phrase or the word Cougarans to the American public, right? To my lexicon, certainly, yeah. yeah. 
I can't imagine the average fella knew what a cougar in was before Mel Gibson brought down that house in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, spoiler. Dude. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> this movie does get like all the buddy cop tropes just right. Yeah, yeah. It really straddles that line between taking it seriously enough to be f- to like enjoy it, not feel like you're wasting your time, but also sort of makes fun of itself. I feel like this defines the genre. Like this is what all of the other ones were trying to be. I feel like this is what I'm saying is it's self-aware enough mm-hmm. to be clever. But it's not so silly that you feel like it's just a total waste of time or a total in-joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you don't buy into the universe at all, if it just seems like an SNL parody, then I feel like, what's the point? Mm, I don't – well, if something's you, you, funny enough, I can buy into it. You and I have very different opinions about this. Yeah. I need there to be a certain level of seriousness. It doesn't mm. have to be Christopher Nolan. There has to be a certain level of this is actually happening for the jokes to play. Yeah, we are the exact opposite. I need there to be a certain level of comedy for me to be able to take seriousness in anything. Sam, where do you fall on the comedy seriousness spectrum? What do you mean? I mean, a movie like this, like a, a buddy cop movie. There's uh-huh. been four billion of these movies made. Do you, would, do you need it to be a certain level of silly or do you need it to be a certain level of seriousness? Like, do you want it to be more satiric, like a parody, or do you want it to be more of just a straight-faced buddy cop movie? But do you want to acknowledge the buddy cop tropes and be a little meta? I don't, I don't want it to be meta, but I want it to be funny. Why can't it be funny and serious? Of course With, it can uh, be. But, like, I don't want it to acknowledge itself either. Like, I don't want mm. to be making fun of buddy cop movies, but I want it to be funny because the people are funny. You want it to be funny in the you want it to be funny in a way that the characters would think it's funny, not like we're like we're laughing with them, not laughing at them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's the goal as well. Yeah. That's why I like the James Bond films. I find this funnier than a James Bond film. Yeah, without a doubt. It's funnier, funnier than Spectre. Lethal Weapon 2 is better than Spectre. Yes, without doubt. And like any other Bond movie. No. Thank you. Lethal Weapon 2 is better than most <laughs> Bond movies. I will say that. But not not better than the best Bond movies. And you still contend that the best is Goldeneye? No, Goldeneye is top three. I think the best ever made, objectively, is Casino Royale. I think Casino Royale. Which Bond was that? Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Casino Royale was Daniel Craig. I fell asleep during Casino Royale. Yeah. I also fell asleep during Spectre. She also fell asleep during Age of Innocence. She also fell asleep during Love and Mercy. She also fell asleep during... Three Musketeers. The, Three Musketeers. <laughs> These are all Bond movies, except Three oh. Musketeers. <laughs> but Three Musketeers is the movie she really likes. We is saw the, it at the New Beverly. Is she that the one it. from the 90s? No, no, no. <laughs> No, uh, I like that one. Is that the one with Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. yeah. He's so hot. <laughs> the, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> the, I'm uh, more of a flatliner's Kiefer myself. <laughs> She's talking about the 1970s Richard Lester, Three Musketeers. Oh, wow. Going way back. Uh, what was the, what was the name of the producer? Was it? Uh, Salkin? Anyway. Aaron Sorkin? No, not Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> whatever, whatever the name of the, the producer. Mus- uh, the Three Musketeers did just talk all the time. but Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the name of the producer was for the Three Musketeers movie, I think it, let's say his name was Alexander Saskin, something like that. Sure. Anyway, there's a there's a rule now in Hollywood called like the Saskin rule hmm. because they shot it as one movie. Okay, they shot it uh, three and four back to back, 
but only paid the release of those two movies, but only paid the actors for one movie. Oh. And a federal judge ruled that if you release those two movies, you have to pay the actors two salaries. Oh, nice. It doesn't matter if you film it as one thing. If yeah. it's two separate releases, they get two separate paychecks. Hmm. And that's been a rule that's been referenced many yeah. times since then. Gotcha. For Lord of the Rings, Matrix, all that stuff. Yeah, Back to the Futures, I assume. Yeah, but that was the first time it happened where hmm. they shot a four-hour movie with the intention of doing this, too. Gotcha. Crazy. People love Back to the Future. You don't? Inclu- including this jabroni. I think Lethal Weapon is better than Back to the Future. Wow. Bold. Thank you. Lethal Weapon 2 is better than Back to the Future 2. Le- then 2, yeah, yeah. Back to the Future 3 is better than Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with you on all of that. Which is the one where they go to the Cowboys? That's 3. three. I like 3. <laughs> I 3 fine, but it's the least of the 3. Yeah. No, no, no. You, like, you like three more. the least of the yeah, three. Yeah, I was listening to that episode and my my blood pressure was rising. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to that episode and I was thinking, why does everybody love Back to the Future so much? Everybody loves Back to the Future. The first one, definitely, yeah. It's um, nostalgia and um, the right place at the right time with a really well done script. It's a tight script. It's good casting. It's a fun concept. Yeah. Well produced. Slick. It's funny. Heartfelt. It's okay. It's okay. You never get that Crispin Glover again. That's true. Oh, you get good Glover in that movie. Yeah. I do love Michael J. Fox, though. Please donate to the Fox Foundation. Amazing hmm. foundation. Imagine Lethal Weapon. TBC does not support Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> TBC does not support Parkinson's research. <laughs> Imagine Lethal Weapon 2 with Mel Gibson and Crispin Glover. <laughs> now, what a buddy cop film that would be. Wow. Crispin's just running around with the rats all over him the whole time. Calling Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Yep. I was like, Childish Gambino's in here. <laughs> <laughs> Might be off by a few decades. That would be sweet for a remake. I think Sam pointed out that it looks like they try and age Danny Glover in the early ones, and then they try and make him look younger in the older ones. Because mm. I feel like he's a he, he's not that old in this. as shit in four. The, he takes his shirt off, and that dude is in better shape than it. Me. Yeah, my guess would be that's more of a, a Danny issue than a, a producing issue. You know, just like when you're a younger actor, you can get those older roles, and so you make yourself look older. I, but then when you're I, an older actor, yeah. I feel like the the frosted sideburns are mm-hmm. totally phony. Yeah, I do not think he was graying at this point. No, no, that looks certainly looks fake. It looks like a, a cardboard cutout and like some spray paint. Everybody listen to this as well. This is important. The, this dolphin. is so topical. It's the, funny that they're like, we're, we're boycotting tuna, only albacore. Yeah. And now albacore has been fished to the brink of extinction. <laughs> what? Now why? it's like, don't eat albacore. Eat regular tuna. Yeah, why is it not okay to eat dolphin? No, it wasn't, it wasn't okay to eat tuna because the nets caught the dolphins. Right. That's what they were protesting. Because dolphins mate for life. Also, they were protesting apartheid. <laughs> A little more importantly. Yeah. Uh, you know. I like this commercial because the implication is that this dude nails Danny Glover's daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Positive message. See, I think these scenes are why people love Lethal Weapon 2. More so than the cop shit. It's the family shit that people like. Character. Character. The first act of character building is essential. Seven people, five of them wearing sweaters, Cosby sweaters, putting everyone in a great mood. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth these days. They might as well be eating Subway. No, no, no. Danny Glover was a <laughs> loving father. Respectful husband. Darlene <laughs> Love does the best Christmas music ever. According to Sam Pasco's stepfather. According to my stepdad. 
That's Darlene Love. Did you know that? No idea. Is that Darlene Love? Which one? The wife? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yes. She does the opening as song. Mark, as oh, Mark really? Madsen mm-hmm. will wow. tell you. She has a lot of music, actually. Yeah, she was a singer before she was an actress. I saw her at the Grove Christmas tree lighting last year. I went to that. Was it a tremendous experience? <laughs> it was amazing. The highlight of your life? Absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, they made it snow in the Grove. They made it snow in SoCal. <laughs> Uh, Mel Gibson in this scene is dressed like the father in the Dinosaurs TV show. Oh, I love that show. It changed my life. I hate that TV show. That baby thing with the yellow t-shirt? Yep. Yeah. That's awful. I'm um, the baby. Gotta love oh, Yeah, you literally had, a stuffed animal. had to so love him. Oh. oh, so bad. Had a Not the mama. Oh, great show. <laughs> we, we had a V8. This was funny. You remember CD singles that had one song and yeah. like one or two B-sides? A, a horrible waste of... And the rest of it was just empty? Yeah. So... We had the VHS equivalent of that, which was two Dinosaurs episodes oh, that wow. took up 20 minutes, and the rest of it was just empty. <laughs> um, and one of them was the Dinosaurs episode where, was it Robbie, the son, mm-hmm. that discovers weed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was – I watched that one episode mm. like 100,000 times because it's what we had on VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. This scene bothers me. This is when I started watching this scene. Because I said, this is weird. She said, ooh, that room is low light. I see an aquarium. I, I said, see a Nazi insignia. <laughs> Not even that. There's there's plastic on the floor. Yeah. Is this, I mean, certainly. Like a Dexter thing? And there, I was like. Was this the first, like, popular movie involving uh, someone rolling out plastic before murder? I can't think of something before this, but I'm not an expert by any means. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like everyone knows that, like, if you walk into a room and there's plastic on the floor, people go, ooh, you're going to get murdered. So what year was The Graduate? 67. Okay, so plastics were the future in 67. Right. So if this is <laughs> and 85. Then, and then they were the end of the line in the mid-80s. Exactly. But so. like, they were on, <laughs> Look wait, at this. I'm going to make a funny joke. But no, it's actually not a funny joke. I'm going to say, then the plastics were the best in 04. Because of Mean Girls. The plastics. That's not uh, bad, actually. Thank you. I, I didn't think so. I don't think I've seen that movie enough to that, That's a good that reference, reference, baby. Proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> mean Girls was released the day Sam was born. Uh I see. Also, did you see that De Palma-esque di- split diopter shot just a second ago? <laughs> no, I missed it. But uh... it's, kind of, it's amazing. I mean, I think it's a cool idea, but it's just it's so distracting to see those two things oh, in God, focus. Yeah. Totally. You, know, you know what else I like about Lethal Weapon? Is, Lethal Weapon 2 is that it's funny and it's interesting, but it's also very gory. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think that's cool. And I it's think got it's a awful. message. Again, the, the Warner Brothers hard R. Yeah. They weren't afraid to exclude to exclude the teenage audience. Because sometimes if it's too funny, it's like not gore- gory enough. Well, it doesn't. It's, hit it's a- not realistic enough. Yes. If, see, now this is an example of a split diopter working right there, because you you see the guy in the background. Yeah. And if you, you can, get the info of Myrtle. And if you can bury it, it's fine. So if you can, although it does look like a split screen. Uh, if you you it can be done right, but very very rarely. But but going back to Sam's point. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think it has to be some like you need the serious undertone for the comedy to work, and you need the comedy to relieve the seriousness of it. Mel Gibson like, totally. is having no respect for the space of this cat. Space of the cat? <laughs> yeah, he's just like leaning over this cat, like. But Mel, Mel Gibson is a decorated uh, LADP detective. Like it's his space. The cat can take a hike. He's a decorated officer. Anyways. No, oh. He's a he's a civil servant. Yeah, R- R- Riggs is, but uh, Mel Gibson is far from. Is decorated. he not a detective? 
No, no. Mel Gibson himself is far from decorated. Mel Gibson's character, yes. Martin Riggs, <laughs> Riggs. Is, a, is a dedicated civil servant. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I want to call Murtaugh Riggs after watching all the movies. Yeah, so we're at the end, the tail end, the fight scene at the very end of Lethal Weapon 4. And Sam says, oh, Riggs needs to jump in and save him. I go, that's Murtaugh. <laughs> You've watched six hours of this character. His name is Murtaugh. It's not, Do- it's not Donald Glover. It's Danny Glover. His name is Richard Murtaugh. But she never once confused Darlene Love with anyone else. <laughs> that should be noted for the record. You got to have priorities. This is also really sad and important because I had to ask all – we had to pause the movie and I had to ask all about his wife because, again, I didn't see the first one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She got blowed the hell up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Oh, those tones, man. Oh, that, that whiny guitar. The Eric Clapton guitar. Is that Clapton? Yeah. Eric Clapton did the soundtrack for all four of these things. Uh-uh. Yes. Really? Did you not see the credits? That sounds like a lie. It's true. <laughs> Eric Clapton and two other jabronis. <laughs> I think they, they must have signed him to some, like, ironclad contract yeah, on the yeah. first one. It's like, damn it, I can't get out of it. Or he was just, like, under contract by the studio and had to pick something to do. I, I think by the 80s, Eric Clapton could do whatever he wanted. It's true. Mm. Dodge. My favorite character. The dog. It's also named Sam. <laughs> a, dog, a dog named Sam. What's the appeal? <laughs> Samantha, would you say you like the action films in general or not? Nah? Yeah. I like I like action films. Like, I like, I don't know, I kind of like those mystery action films where you're figuring it out with them. Like mystery men? Yeah. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Like what? I don't know. Like. You like thrillers? I mean, I like them when I see them, but I typically don't watch anything but like the lifetime stuff where the husband kills the wife. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even watch that. I typically, honestly, I watch period pieces more, I feel. Hmm. Weird. Such as The Age of Innocence. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right in Prejudice. Yeah. Great, great adaptation. One of the greatest adaptations I've ever seen. That's not a joke. I'd never read the the book. The 2005. Joe Wright, Pride and Prejudice, is a great movie. And I don't like scary movies, but I loved Crimson Peak. I can't stop talking about it. She also loves scary movie, one, two, and three. <laughs> no, I don't. I love. I like those better than most but horror I movies. I don't know. I, I like action movies, but I like it when I... I don't know. I like it when you're, like, CSIing it with them. You like it when they explain to you what's happening in fake science terms. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's fun. No, that is fun. No, I like it when you're like those books. You know those books when you used to like go to like go to page six to figure this out or something like, like that. Like choose your own adventure. Yeah, I like movies that are like that. That's how you do it with uh, pop music, though. You choose your own adventure there. You listen to twenty seconds and switch it. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing, and I think a lot of people do that. I don't understand this scene. <laughs> you don't understand it, or you don't like it. No, I don't understand it. Like I was watching, it, I was like, "This is dumb." It's a threat. Whatever. Why? I think it's why him. I think it's why not Riggs? Because they can get to him. He's yeah. got family. He's got people He's that he cares vulnerable. about. He's more vulnerable. Yeah. Because at the code of Riggs and they're like, we're going to kill your dogs. He's like, ah. He's, what the fuck? Well, he's like, I'm Mel Gibson. I'm Honestly, already crazy. Honestly, I think he would care more about his dog than Danny Glover cares about his kids. The, yeah, the but point then once is, you kill the dog, you have no leverage. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glover has more to lose than Mel Gibson. Yeah. More pieces on the chessboard. Sam, what's your favorite action film? Um. Last Action Hero. Um. Braveheart? No. Babe, Pick in the City? No. 
Um, give me a minute. I have to think about it. I don't, like, keep a running list in my head like you do of all the movies. It's just a conveyor belt with two or three ideas at a time. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> There's something extra sinister about a white guy in a ski mask having a South African accent. Hmm. Something much more upsetting about that. Yeah. I mean, we're... I, they don't even rip... The kids are just, like, freaking out. Like, rip the tape off your parents' mouth. What if they have poison in their no. tongue? These are the things I would think of. If I woke up and my parents were, like, taped up you like that. You would go back to sleep. I would. Yeah. I'd say, oh. That means they can't fine. bother me for a while. <laughs> yeah. Guess who's not going to school tomorrow? <laughs> I'm tr- Sign the sick form. <laughs> I'm really still trying to think of action movies that I like. Just one. I Happy can't feet. think of anything. What are action Robin movies? Hood. Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves. No. Cousin, why a spoon? Anything you like. You haven't seen Die Hard. I haven't seen Die Hard. Let's say Die Hard 2. No. No. Sam has seen Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4, but not Lethal Weapon 1, for That's the record. acceptable. How do you feel but, about that, Sammy? I'm fine. Yeah, she's fine. It's fine. I feel like one is superfluous. I'll just leave it for a rainy day when I'm sad and I want to you know, be uplifted by a great movie. <sighs> then, then watch Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. yeah. Weapon two. <laughs> or Back to the Future. Two. Or Back to the Future 2. I mean, it has to exist, and I'm I'm glad that it exists as a movie, but it is certainly not the best one. <laughs> the way that Mel Gibson's dressed in this movie reminds me of Arnold in Last Action Hero. Oh yeah, he just needs a leather jacket. But the, I mean, this is the movie that all of those movies are based on. Did Chain Black write Last Action Hero? I have no idea. Hmm. That you- name means nothing to me. He was the writer of the first Lethal Weapon. He created I, the characters. I don't pay attention to oh. writers. Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon when he was like 19 at UCLA. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. That's why it's so juvenile. Hmm. That's why 2 is fully matured. Although he did, Shane Black left the series because of a decision later in Lethal Weapon 2 that I will point out. Oh. Because a decision the director made about the story. Stay tuned, folks. We really need to build a commercial for Puttball and just slot it in there. <laughs> Puttball, put away your dreams. At 50 God oh, no. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Home of Steve. <sighs> I'm going to Show up day or night. <laughs> Ring the doorbell. Make reservations with Brad. <laughs> yes. That's Brad.net. I took your pickle. Okay. Yes. By the way, and if enter you, the hero. If you want to know what my girlfriend Samantha Pasco is like in real life, she is Joe Pesci in *Lethal Weapon 2*. <laughs> Sam. So. <laughs> Not even. Sean, a... <laughs> in the past, seriously, in the past month, my boyfriend has compared me to Joe Pesci in *Lethal <laughs> Weapon 2* and Dr. Steve Brule. That's it. That's all he compares me to, and he because he's like, oh, you. He's like, you do that too much. You'll be like, you see a character, and you're like, that's like you, or you'll be like, that's like Tina, and then all of a sudden he's like, these two people are like you. I'm like, this is the rudest thing anybody's ever said to me. But are they accurate? Am I wrong? (laughs) Joe Pesci two and Lethal Weapon two is extremely close. Okay, 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 I got it. Do you read Vice? Okay, okay, got it, got it. 
just reminds me of all the guys in the 80s on coke. Um, I put it right here. I like him because he's a lovable wiener. Dogfish is not a wiener. He is. A, in this movie, he's a wiener. No, he's not. He is not. He can't swim. I think these, this is a semantics argument. These movies would have stopped if it wasn't for Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, but he's still the a third, wiener. The third, if Joe Pesci wasn't in the third, there would have been no fourth. I'm not saying, I'm not arguing that, but he is a wiener. No, hmm. wiener's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, this is when the he wiener was, serves a role. No. This is when he was huh. funny Joe Pesci before he became heavy Joe Pesci. This was still like, uh, you know, uh, Home Alone Joe Pesci. Yeah, before Home Alone 2. Yeah. I liked Home Alone 2. When he became too much of a dramatic actor. (laughs) (laughs) When he became lost in New York. Kevin! Kevin! Shakespearean Joe Pesci. Wherefore art thou, Kevin? (laughs) I could watch Danny Glover eat french fries all day. (laughs) That sounds like a a fetish website. Just like, um, what's his face? Look at this. Look at this. Saving the day. Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda eating blueberries. I could watch that all day, too. Oh, my God. This scene is so great. This is a good stunt. This is when I really was like, wow, I love Lethal Weapon too. <laughs> you can That's pinpoint the frame. Nice Anybody who wasn't motion. paying attention, start paying attention. Now it's good. If you're Samantha Pasco, you close the laptop, you log off of Pinterest, wow. and you tune in to see Joe Pesci getting punched in the face by Mel Gibson. <laughs> and this is the moment. This is the moment right here when I said, oh, my God, Sam, you are Joe Pesci and Lethal Weapon 2. When Mel Gibson goes to save the day, he says, don't leave me. I can't swim. Don't leave me. I can't swim. <laughs> And nearly drowned our hero. <laughs> I said, hey, I've seen him before. Oh, my God, it's us. Wait, can you actually not swim? <laughs> no, it's more figurative. I see. <laughs> I also struggle swimming long distances, yeah. I, I struggle doing anything athletic for a long period of time. Oh, I do that, too. I struggle with stairs. <laughs> you do? <laughs> Popping off. Just like the president. I love that uh, press conference he gave. I'd never, I just saw the headline. Talking about people popping off. <laughs> the greatest thing was when, because he was in um, Indonesia or the Philippines or something, and a reporter asked him, like, oh, do you have anything to say about the Republican response? He's like, yeah, I got something to say. His tone of voice was incredible. I, I, I voted for him in 08. I did not vote for him for 12 in 12. I didn't like the drone policy. Still mm. don't like it. But I got to say, second term Obama is my Obama. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, actually trying or at least if, seeming to do things now. If he ran again, I would probably, like, if he could run again, I would vote for him. Well, if he could run again, though, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing now. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like for whatever reason, something changed in the last— Because he doesn't have to be reelected. No, well, This that's is the part end of, of the it. line. There's nothing left for his legacy. I think his thinking also changed because when he came in, I think he genuinely, genuinely was like, okay, Democrats are equally part of the problem. I need to work with the Republicans— and eventually he was just like, I can't win with these people. Like, not, nothing I do is going to change your mind. Yeah, so fuck you. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. And I'm not going to apologize. And I, that's so refreshing from his first term where he was like tried to be so conciliatory. And then people played it as him being weak. It's like, oh, look at him. He's trying to work with the Republicans. He's a weak little bitch. And now <laughs> he's like, you know what? Executive action. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Try to stop me. 
You know, I, I, you know guys, there's like really important stuff happening in these women <laughs> like that for American standards is far more important than what you're talking about because Joe Pesci is giving the greatest explanation of money laundering. It's so easy to understand. You feel like you can go home and do it. <laughs> it's really good. Like I found it to be the best. I want to point out of the three characters on the screen, two of them do not understand money laundering after the speech. <laughs> they both say, I don't. <laughs> they both say, I don't understand. <laughs> And these okay. are detectives. And here we are, Sam Posco on screen. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the best part. Here's the best part. <laughs> okay, so this part I think is comprehensible. But then when he talks about like, oh, you give me a loan, you don't pay it back. They're like, what? I feel like 90% of the audience in the theater no, they was don't. like, they're huh? right there. No, they're not. They don't look confused. <laughs> so you got it. And they sh- both shrug. No. They don't get it. They do get it. And then they were just like. Maybe Danny Glover gets it. Mel Gibson clearly does not. Danny Glover's like, why did you turn yourself in if you had such a good thing going? And then he explains it eloquently. I'm telling you, this is very important. Danny Glover making an excellent point about drug dealers' meticulousness. (laughs) Because then the drug dealers are like, oh. He fucked up his shirt. I will say the great thing about Lethal Weapon 3 and 4 is they're both lit like sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Very bright, even lighting. I think that might be why I like them. <laughs> 1 and 2 have like a moodiness to them. Yeah. Which make them seem like real movies. Which is funny. When I was a kid, I always wondered. I was like, why do movies feel so different from television? For example, like Star Trek. Like why do Star Trek movies feel so different from the TV shows? Hmm. And then, I mean, this is so obvious in retrospect. When someone pointed out like the movies, there's less lighting. Like, yeah. it's more controlled. It's more dramatic. Um, the colors are toned down. There's more – the emphasis is more precise. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that because you watch Star Trek Next Generation and it looks like a car commercial. Yeah, because they just wanted to light the scene once and do ten episodes in there. Yes. And the movie actually has, like, mood and tone and atmosphere. Yeah. Something you can do with film. It's amazing. Yeah. Although they did shoot – TNG on film. Uh, I didn't mean to say film. I meant like filmmaking, but yeah. I know what you mean. I don't want to be one of them film digital them snobs. Fellas. Sean, do you want these packets of ketchup? No, thank you. Stoli? Stoli? Ketchup? Look at Stoli. Look at the boy. He's so cute. Sleeping. But I Wait, did, did you really not think that explanation of money laundering was good? No, I really I, thought it was easy to understand. I thought it was good. I'm saying <laughs> my response was that the two other characters in the movie seemed... At a loss yeah. after he explained you it. You could so go in money either laundering. they're incredibly now. dumb or... I mean, whenever he says, did you, did you get it? And then Mel Gibson shrugs. <laughs> I think we're supposed to get out of that that Mel Gibson did not understand You're supposed it. to understand oh, yeah. that Mel Gibson character is a dummy. Yeah, or doesn't care or... Just... Yeah, I think the, the implication is it doesn't matter. Like, they understand this is some shady shit. Yeah, yeah. Bad guys get bad guys. And the, the subliterate among you can just roll along with the rest of the picture. You don't need to understand this necessarily. Just know money laundering is bad. Uh, Joe Pesci did it, but now he's sort of a good guy. And you can do it, too, if you listen. Yeah. I think I told you in a previous episode, but this house that they tear down later in the film. <gasps> Would you stop? Belonged... Some people might not know that. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. Crazy. Good guess... doesn't believe in spoiler alerts, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in spoilers. I'm like, you're spoiling it, though. No. If you're watching Lethal Weapon 2 for the plot, yeah. like you should do something else with your no, life. What do you mean? The, the pleasure of Lethal Weapon 2 is not the plot. The pleasure is the characters, the yeah. set pieces, the jokes. That. The, yeah. I think the pl- 
plot is important. I think it's just something to hang jokes on. What? And yeah, There's action pieces. Just like watching movies to watch a movie and see what happens at the beginning that. and what happens at the end. And I don't want to know what happens sooner than it actually ends. So Eric's a snob. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's nothing new. Speaking of snobbery, the producer of this film actually owned this building. Uh that the, that the white supremacist South <laughs> Africans uh, reside in. And he wanted to rebuild it, so he just wrote it into a movie that they tear it down for him? I believe that was a model they tear down. Oh. But it's just interesting because, you know, as uh, Tom Anderson, the great uh, UCLA professor, will tell you, uh, action movies, particularly in the 80s, always associated modernist architecture with villainy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So villains and uh, bad dudes and anything kind of suspect or— Perverse yeah. or, you know, We were evil. still looking for that Norman Rockwell shit. Yeah. Happened in, you know, these austere, cold, European modernist homes. Totally. That uh, socialist star- starkness. But it's just fascinating to me that the producer would cast the villains in his own home. <laughs> because he understands, like, well, you know, middle America and the average audience, they're going to perceive this as being a place a bad guy lives. Happens to be my house. Yeah, L.A. is a place a bad guy lives. No, L.A. is the home of heroes. <laughs> Kobe, we're with you every step of the way. Wow. Lakers for life, man. If you're a, if you are a Clippers fan, you should turn off this podcast and unsubscribe. Is Clip, Clippers to San Francisco? Clippers are in Los Angeles. Sean Nasty. There's two Los Angeles basketball teams. Can you believe it? Why? A county of 20 million people having two teams for basketball. How? New York has two basketball teams. That's a garbage town. Why do they get two? Really? There's two of them. Yeah, there's the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Knicks. Knickerbockers. I don't know. For some reason, growing up in Chicago, it's okay to have two baseball teams, but two of anything else just seems superfluous. To be fair, one of them always sucks. Okay. One or the other always sucks. Yeah. Okay, this is Boston doesn't need any extra teams because we're the best best sports nation. Sure. Mm, Not true. The Patriots are treated very unfairly. The NFL is against us. The biggest conspiracy theory. Patriots fans have a genuine persecution complex. Uh, Wheelman 2015. Uh, Battlebots are the only sport worth recognizing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cosign. Uh, this is my favorite part of the movie, by the way. I think this mm. is the best set piece. He stopped really close to that gun. Because this is exciting. It's funny. It's well constructed. It's sort of uh, complex without being unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Or uh, without being unbelievable. Like particularly the way this ends, like the Rube Goldberg death trap that they set up at the end here, <laughs> is surprising and funny and clever, but it doesn't like strain believability. It's not you know beyond the realm of physics. And like everything it. that happens, you can understand. No, no, no. Yeah, everything's motivated. Yeah, everything has a purpose. Yes, I guess that's what motivated means. Just like the assassins on God's green earth. The assassins? Assassins are the only people with a true purpose on this earth. Really? Yes. Okay. Is this from the the Hishishin uh, uh, sect? Is this from what? I'm trying to get a tomato out of my mouth. <laughs> Is this from what? The the Hashishans, the the original the uh, the original the, man, the original assassins, dope, uh, doped up on hash. Is this an Assassin's Creed thing? No, no. This is like uh, folklore. Hmm. Like where the term assassin comes from is like uh, the dudes were really into hash and they were. I can't. uh, Go ahead. Basically, they would just get so stoned that they like wouldn't feel bad about killing people. So 
uh, it the word right here. just kind of more right here. Boom. Nice. One, two, three, four. And that, everything works out. That is a Rube Goldberg. It is a Rube Goldberg death trap. But he just ducks. He didn't. It's not like he took the de- uh, surfboard to the face. <clears throat> to me, that's just that's the perfect '80s set piece. Ugh, I hate that scene. Oh my god. Really? It was just a handle with some blood on it. No, it wasn't. It was like a brain, right? It's blood. I mean, he's decapitated. Oh, that was just the fin of the board. That wasn't his brain. No, it's the fin of the board. Oh, I thought it was his brain. Never mind, it's not his brain. I mean, they, <laughs> the the surfboard did disconnect his head from his body. Yeah, but I thought that was his brain. No, just just blood, just a different fluid from his from the inside of his body. Oh, so many blinds, vertical, horizontal, yep. diagonal, you name it. All those lines. If you wanted. Some blurred, curved, straight lines <laughs> in the 1980s. You got a lethal weapon, too. Yeah, man. Why do all of his minions dress like the characters in school ties? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, they're all part of a boarding school. Chris O'Donnell, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. That was a stacked cast, by the way, School Ties. Yeah. My favorite thing about School Ties is you have all these huge A-list heavy hitters. The lead is Brendan Fraser. He's, he was an oh, A-list for a I short period. I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He had his time in the sun. Yeah, and he it was, was called Encino, man. <laughs> it was called The Mummy Returns. You know, he got paid almost $13 million for The Mummy Returns. Hmm. He was in The Mummy, right? Yeah, that's, that's correct. That's why he got the big money for the sequel. Right. He was in Monkey Bones. <laughs> he, he was a monkey bone. I love monkey bone. I love really? monkey bone too. Monkey bone's great, Sean. That's one of those movies that was like always the box at Blockbuster that you would make fun of as you walk by and never actually rent. I genuinely think you would enjoy monkey bone. See, well, first Nazi reference. I think I'll call you Adolf. Yeah, nice. Aryan. Well, they are white Two. supremacists. Yeah, it's an appropriate reference. I don't care. But they're uh, he, South African. Yeah, it has nothing. They're no. Yes, but they are white supremacists like. The Nazis. I don't care, Eric. Okay. It's still weird. Yeah, it's racist. He's racist. He's not a Nazi. Oh, anyway, my mom got so mad when my dad let me watch Monkey Ball because I was like... Are you calling it Monkey Ball? No, Monkey Balls? Monkey, monkey Bone. Monkey Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monkey Balls are a flower. Really? And also testicles of a monkey. They're Thank a flower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a flower. Monkey Balls. They're like these round, ugly things. They're not hmm. cute. Are you thinking the testicles of a monkey? No, I'm thinking of the flower, but I'm also thinking of Monkey Bones, and I got in, tr- in trouble for seeing it. Well, my dad got in trouble for letting me watch it. Because it was like, it came out in like, what, 2001? And... Yeah, so I was like nine. <laughs> so and what? There's a lot of swears, and there's a dead zombie like with organs falling out. And, and there's it... a sexy cat lady. Yeah, there's like a lot of inappropriate jokes. It's not that bad. 2001? You could you could do a lot worse in yeah. 2001 than Monkey Bone. Oh, I, yeah, anyway, I might be thinking of something else. Sean, genuine recommendation, Monkey Bone, okay. right up your alley. Right on. I'll stick it right in my eye. Part of the part of the Brendan Fraser golden era. <laughs> Between uh um, That was one of my favorite movies too. The what? Brendan Fraser one where he lives in a basement. Yes, Blast from the Past. No, that was, so that was decent. Good. Encino Man, Blast from the Past, Mummy, uh Monkey Bone. What was another one? Uh Bedazzled. <laughs> he had he had a run. I like Bedazzled too. He had an era. 
Some some people have nothing. Some people would never have a day in the sun. Was he in the other Pauly Shore movie too? The, Encino uh, Man? N- well, no, he was definitely in Encino Man, but uh, was he in the uh, in the army now? I oh, no, maybe that was Andy like Dick. He was also in Scrubs. Hmm. Like as a recurring character? Um, like a guest one? Where he, uh, came, gotcha. he kept coming back, though. Hmm. I like Scrubs. Whatever. Never got into it. Wow. Teeth were so bad in the 80s. Yeah. Sean's got a real thing about teeth, particularly bleached teeth or unbleached yeah. teeth. Yeah, I never thought I would, but yeah. Show me your pearly whites, Sean. Oh, no, they're horrible. Show me, show me, show me. Yay. Did you ever have braces? They're not brown. They're just <clears throat> not did white. You ever have, yeah. Did you ever have any dental work, uh, braces or anything? Tons of cavities, but uh, that's about it. Tons? Yeah, yeah. Like, like double digits? Too. Like my, my teeth. Uh, I went to the dentist, what, uh, six months ago, and there were eight cavities to be filled. So, yeah, that's just this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, but was it one of these scams? Yeah, but you never like, had you braces. Have, you you know, have really nice teeth. You don't have braces. Sam, pump, <laughs> pump the brakes. There's a reason that I'm sitting between you and Sean. I just think that's impressive. Yeah, maybe find your yeah. chill for a few minutes. Yeah, I never had braces either. I have nice teeth too. Do you think I had braces? Yeah. I How think, do you know? Did I tell you? You have a retainer. You, you have yes. a permanent retainer. You, you have the complex of a man that grew up with braces. Yeah. No, I only had braces for a year. I had them from. Oh wait, I actually didn't know you had braces. I yeah. just assumed. I had braces from because I had that personality. No, because you have a permanent retainer of a brace face. <laughs> from fourteen to fifteen, I had braces. It was truly, truly terrible. <laughs> As if being a fourteen-year-old boy is not bad enough. Throw braces into the mix. Hmm. So my braces came off pretty quick, but then I, I've had a retainer ever since, which has been. I'm just. I'm kind of a nervous fellow, so right. I'm always flicking my tongue around like a little snake. But I'm flicking my tongue around inside my mouth, so it's just like getting carved up just, on this yeah. permanent retainer. Eroding so, away. Not eroding, just slicing my tongue. So <laughs> Look then at I, this thing. Uh, yep. The condom tree. It's a condom totally. tree. It's a rubber tree. I, I oh, believe. Oh my god! I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much funnier now. I feel like all Advent trees mm. should be replaced by condom trees. I They're rubber trees. Get it. Yeah. Eric, do you get it? Like a rubber tree plant? Like a rubber tree like plant, rubbers? baby. Oops, oh, there goes another baby. rubber tree. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Getting back to my teeth thing, though. I was always uh, really creeped out by those people that would get the uh, the extremely brilliant white teeth thing done. So, like, just, you know, seeing them. But, like, the same thing as in GoldenEye, man. Seeing it on the screen. like. But now the, that you see the, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really jarring now. It's kind of frightening, actually. The thing about it is it's a Pandora's box. And once you see bleach, perfect yeah. bleach teeth, you can't go back. Well, and that's the thing with, like, period pieces. Like, you'll see, like, a World War II movie or something, and then the guy will smile, and it's, like, gleaming and sparkling and shit. And it's just, yeah, it really bothers me. I don't I don't feel like we see this much anymore because of orthodontia and because people are just smart about this. But there used to be a time when stars would have fucked up teeth, and then mm. they'd become famous, and you can see the moment when they fixed their teeth. <laughs> The examples I think of are always Tom Cruise, who mm. used to have like a real snaggle snaggle tooth in the early eighties, like mm. pre Top Gun. Yeah. Like his front tooth was like 
long and crooked and yeah, weird yeah. looking. But now it's still in the middle of his face, which is weird. Yes, but if you look at him in like taps or like mm. all the right moves or something, like his teeth are weird. Yeah, yeah. Like hillbilly teeth. Well, we used to want our actors to have character. Now we want them to be chiseled. Well, what I'm saying is like at that point, the profile was so much lower. It was like, okay, this mm. doesn't really matter. Yeah. But once you become a star, then you have to fix your teeth. Yeah. But now like Vine stars have perfect teeth. Oh, totally. Yeah. You're never going to find a photo of a guy, even from, like, middle school, with less than perfect teeth. Yeah, you're not allowed to be on camera without, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Nice uh, subway plug here. Uh, Let's talk about how this subway is a drive-thru. Has anybody ever seen a drive-thru subway before? Yes. Yeah. Shut up. Where? North Carolina. I'm pretty sure the one in Alaska was. No. Yeah, there's not a lot of them, but they do exist. I don't know why this is so crazy. I'm going to have Megan. Megan Lenny. Yeah, uh, She's my friend. Uh, she owns a multiple ones. Megan, Megan, can you hear us? Megan, make a drive through subway. Her family owns like a subway empire in my hometown. They own like four of them. I refuse to pay for cold sandwiches. I, w- I wonder how I should ask her how business is doing with that whole Jared Fogel thing. <laughs> she said, yeah, it's really booming. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Everyone wants to be associated <laughs> with subway right now. I really wish the movie was just like a road trip, like a Vim Vendors road trip of these three characters. Like, so what's a Vim Vendors? Uh, like Paris, Texas. Hmm. Um, Nothing. What's the thing? What's the thing that got remade as City of Angels? Oh, yeah, yeah. The the Angel movie. Yeah. Is, Fuck, what's that called? Is that the one with Nick Cage where he's got the fake yes, tear yes, at the end? Yes. Yeah. That fake tear really bugged me. What, you don't like the crocodile tears? Well, it was like a piece of plastic that was dangling off of his oh. eyelash. Well, that's just sincerity. <laughs> it's called wearing your emotions on your sleeve or cheek. Oh, I always forget how much you worship Nick Cage. The gr- um, One of the top two greatest American living actors. Nick Cage and Joaquin Phoenix, I would say, are the two greatest living American actors. Joaquin Phoenix, really? Okay, two greatest working living American actors. Uh, Gene Hackman, come back anytime. We're, <laughs> we're waiting for you, sir. Stephen Tobolowski. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> are you on the walk train or no? Extra extra walk? Are you willing to pay for extra walk in your film? Extra Joaquin walk? Phoenix? Oh, n- no, not at all. He does nothing for me. Oh, I love him. Really? Yep. Again, I'm not being a Joker man. Joaquin Phoenix and Nick Cage, I think, are the two most talented living American actors. Joaquin Phoenix is just such a nothing to me. Like it, it he he. Doesn't... I really like Joaquin Phoenix. Did you see the uh, the Master? Oh God, yeah. That you didn't was... think he was good in it? I, I have mixed feelings like on the, the film. Movie. I think yeah. he's incredible. I have a hard time looking past the movie to performances. Is that because of your lizard brain? Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's because the movie takes itself too seriously. Um, that movie does have very funny parts. Like whenever he's on the ship and the lady's doing the translation and he writes down a piece of paper, do you want to fuck? Mm. And slides it over to her and she just smiles at him. Yeah, it's still... It's funny. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Not enough sex appeal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More boobies. Yeah. Well, Joaquin was yeah, growing was his own of... pair in that one. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Is this what you guys do for commentaries? Like, not pay attention to the movie? We're watching it. It's in the background. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I think I told Sam when we were watching this the first time, his office is like what I imagined when I was reading 1984. It seems like very Orwellian. 
like a single fish tank and gray slate and a Nazi insignia. A beautiful blonde woman exits. <laughs> okay, Joe Pesci in an apron, vacuuming. Everyone's back on board. I don't understand why the what trailer home has that second level thing. Uh, split levels were real big in the 80s. That's yeah, where the hitch it, is. That's where the hitch is. Oh. That's also true. My piano teacher growing up, I went to a piano teacher who lived out in the boondocks in rural North Carolina, and she mm. lived in a split-level house. I've seen some really nice trailers. <laughs> yes? Where? When? Uh, um, Montana and— Oh, yeah. Oh, that's trailer country out there. Yeah, yeah. They do the double wide, and it's like, you know, they take the wheels off, and they do that shit right. Well, they do uh, masterfully expand upon Riggs's um, trailer in parts three and four. As, as I, I seem to recall him, like, using it to hide and shit, but... Uh, well, a, a helicopter shoots it up, yeah, but he yeah. builds, like, a whole separate, like, living room and bathroom and deck and shit in, like, parts three and four. Yeah. Uh, the the trailer is just the base. Gotcha. It's, it's modular. Honestly, his his trailer home, his modular trailer home is as modernist as the bad guy's lair. <laughs> Guys, this is a good scene. Yeah, what do you like about the scene, Sammy? I think it's funny and nice and interesting. Huh. I like that bureau right there. <laughs> that bureau? Yeah, that bureau is really tying the whole place together. Oh, it's, uh, American Pickers. This is the classic yeah. toilet scene. This is uh, this is the one. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a pink bathroom. Look, he put a little. Uh, look at his cotton underpants. <laughs> this bathroom looks exactly like my aunt's step bathroom before they redid it. <laughs> Why is he so orange? This is a poignant scene right here, or a poignant monologue. Greenest saltwater sportsman magazine. Having the shitter to himself. But <laughs> what happens? Bomb. Every fucking time, man. No. Every time. Yeah, at first I thought he was just having like a crisis. Yes. <laughs> when we watched the first one, I'm like, whoa, he's having like an emotional breakdown. <laughs> like, you know, he's regretting his life decisions. He can't believe he has to like fight to use the bathroom with his monstrous children. He hates his wife. Oh, never mind. It's just a bomb under the toilet. What was that? Uh... Honestly, the chances of me seeing that. When I'm going to the bat. Like, would you actually <laughs> see it or would you just pull that shit, wipe it up, and go? Yeah, if it's not facing out, I probably yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, at what point did he realize the bomb was under there? That's what I mean. Like, boom, you're dead. Like, but how would you even see that physically? Oh, like, right, because like, it's on the toilet paper. Yeah. It says, yeah. like, boom. It says, or boom, something. you're dead. But, like, I just. I, w- I, I would have immediately that much stood attention. up. I would have just, like, no, not even that. I would have ripped my toilet paper off and stood up and died. Like, oh, you're saying you wouldn't have even seen it? No, I don't pay attention to my see, that's toilet different. paper. Well. I think that's fair. I think that's normal. What if he stands up before he goes for the toilet paper? Yeah. At least it is, um, you know, over under. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. To overhand. Fair. Overhand. Definitely. You go overhand, yeah. right, Sean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, was I am a civilized human yeah, being. I'd say yeah. any, any civilized gentleman goes over. Uh. <laughs> but I feel like I would have seen Boom, You're Dead and gone, huh, and just stood up and <laughs> yeah. gotten blown to smithereens. <laughs> Those crazy kids. <laughs> And then as I'm hurtling towards hell, I'd be like, wait a minute. Was that referring to the bomb? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I still wouldn't get it. 
<laughs> yeah, Bomb Squad. They produced uh, Public Enemy stuff. They're great. Wow. You'll really love them. Solid uh, music reference there, Sean. Yeah, it, you know music goes over my head. Although I was uh, confounded or perplexed to find out recently that uh, apparently Like a Surgeon was Madonna's idea. Really? Yeah. Well, Madonna's a master of self-promotion. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I'm sure this she was funny because she said, don't tell a lot of people, and then there's a bunch of That people. is. Yeah. That's good. That's uh, juxta juxtaposition. That's visual comedy. I Dude. Continue talking about things that aren't lethal weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a um, a steady cam shot that's funny and yeah. uh, technically not impressive, but just well done. Yeah, it works. Serves the story. The backlight is practical. That's like a very elaborate <laughs> production for that one shot, but mm -hmm. it's all in the service of a single joke, yep. and I admire that. Are yeah, we yeah. supposed to assume that there's still poop in the toilet? So when did the poop? Oh, I think he can flush yeah, it with he no can problem. Flush. Oh, okay. I'm sure he, he just can't stand up. Why? Yeah. It's pressure sensitive. He can flush. He but can... it's not. Oh, oh, the he... wires in between the two. Yeah, toilet it's things? about if he gets off the toilet. I mean, he's probably dropped six, seven, eight, nine loads at this point. Yeah, I he mean, had he's... some colon blow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's sent down more logs than Splash Mountain by this point. Damn. Yay. Now this is becoming, what's that horrible show you made me watch one time? Million Dollar Home? Oh, God. This is like that. They're they're like uh, redecorating his master <laughs> toilet, master bathroom. American Pickers. I do not like that. I do. I, I do. I'm a sucker for any kind of food show. I will sit there and watch Chopped for hours. But, but I cannot, no home shows? I cannot watch Million Dollar Home. <laughs> because like I've always said, uh, money is wasted on wealthy people. Wealthy people have the worst, tackiest taste in the world. Hmm. Like anytime there's a millionaire in Arizona, you're like, I bet his house looks like someone vomited all over. Yep, it does. Right on. Just It's boring. It's cliched. It's just the same thing. Like what if I had a big pool? And what if I had mirrors in my home and gold? Like wow, whoever thought of that? You're a freaking genius. So I'm poor. What do you think about my taste? I like this better than what I've seen in a million-dollar home. Yes. <laughs> What if we had an entertainment console with a big TV and a big couch? And it, wow, dude, you're really spending your money. But it pops out of the floor. Yeah. I'm glad you have all this money. Good thing there's no one starving in the world. So you have your giant sofa. Rent is too damn high. Yeah. The important thing is he got the uh, the the wood furnishing just how he wanted it. He got that, that stained uh, wood floor in the guest bedroom. Just how he wanted it. <laughs> it only cost him thirteen grand. It was a steal. Yeah, got, got those cabinets flown over from Cologne, Germany. Cologne. Million dollar home. That's where the clones come from. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Episode two, the greatest Star Wars film. Blood of the toilet water. Murtaugh looks good in a bulletproof vest. I gotta say, it's true. He wears it well. I don't know. I think everyone looks good in a bulletproof vest. Not Gronkowski. Who's Gronkowski? Hey, Sam, who's Gronkowski? Rob Gronkowski is a New England Patriot. Yeah. Uh, he's a – should be called a New England traitor. That's the football? <laughs> She's looking at me with grave concern. Sam, you want to you wanna follow that up? No. No. The answer is no. <laughs> Sam is on her phone. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay. Now, this is character building right here. Yeah, this is uh, relationships that last a lifetime. 
And that that's a nice moment where he looks at me. He's like, hey, man, I just want to say. He's like, I know. Thanks. <laughs> Again, because – oh, wait, is it right here? Oh, never mind. This is just a bit of business. Oh, man. They have comedy business. No, it's funny business, though. But it then is. they try and bring this back up in the third one, and it's like, stop. Really? We use this joke legitimately in the last movie. This is some <laughs> real. That's another reason why the third one sucks. Anything funny is just a rip off a tape. This is some real <laughs> monkey business. Although the opening of three is fantastic, where they blow up that uh, parking lot or whatever, that parking structure. Isn't that three? Yeah. Yeah. You remember this? No. They're like, <laughs> Riggs thinks that he can defuse the bomb, and instead he just like makes it go faster. Oh, they blow yeah, up yeah. like City Hall or right something. Yep. And everyone's like, who did this? <laughs> and they get busted down to like street cops. <laughs> that part's great. It's the moment the plot kicks in to part three <laughs> that the movie falls apart. <laughs> Everything pre-plots, pretty fantastic. Most movies are good in the first third. Not true. Well, Can you guys see how there was a little pause because they put liquid nitrogen on it? Yep. Again, the the toilet landing on a cop car. I think everyone can get behind that. Technically, that should have shattered. It's just porcelain. I think every person in America The reverberation pl- of the hood absorbs the impact. We can all applaud the image of a toilet seat crashing into a cop car. Yay. I mean, the cops are alive, so, you know. With the sound of music? Yeah. <laughs> the cops are alive. <laughs> The sound of music. With songs they have sung. Now that's that's a great example of paying off the character development where you have those two characters who really have grown together mm. and they're willing to die together mm-hmm. and it's funny and it's tense and it's, you know, I'm not gonna call it Hitchcockian, but it's you know, that's like that's sequels using their power for good of actually putting the characters, raising the stakes, and paying off the friendship. Yeah. They're there was as much character building as this as there was in the first one. And I think that's what makes this work as a movie. Too many sequels go the other way and they don't do any character building. But then opposite that, you have Blade 2, which is fucking phenomenal. And there's absolutely no character building in that. So my theory is shit. Blade 2 is the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, maybe. But really, I mean, you feel like those two characters would die for each other because of what they've been to up to this point. Yeah. If they were just thrown together in the first movie, you wouldn't believe it. Probably but, so. But, I mean, obviously these two actors do have chemistry together. There's a reason they did four movies and they were all very successful. Yeah, yeah. No matter how racist he is, he still likes Mel Gibson. Or what? Danny Glover. <laughs> how racist are we calling Danny Glover now? Yeah. <laughs> This this is another pretty well done scene, I think, that could have been totally fumbled. Where, you know, Danny Glover where Joe Pesci comes in, he's like, Hey, my friend wants to go to South Africa. And the mm-hmm. guy's like, Great. And he's like, No, no, talk him out of it. And the guy's like, What do you mean? And then Danny Glover shows up. He's like, Oh, you're a black guy. You don't yeah. want to come to South Africa. And like the satire in a regular situation would be too on the nose. Mm-hmm. But in 1985, 86, whenever yeah. this movie came out, like the fact that they still had legal segregation is yeah. crazy. Like it's beyond satire. Yeah, it's it's the, timely and they, they handle it well. Right, like, because what the, the real-life situation was so ludicrous. Yeah. They're like, we are a small white minority and we are superior to the black majority here and we will rule you. Totally. Like, you should let us – like, we're going to run the show because we know better. It's like, this is the 1980s. This is not <laughs> 1675. Like, it's a little late in the game to swallow this bullshit. And uh, to be fair, Danny Glover is not having it. You know, I, <laughs> he I want, wants to go to South Africa. <laughs> I think he came into this meeting in bad faith. <laughs> I think he did not intend to go to South Africa at any point. So 
So shame on him. Shame on you, Danny. <laughs> Besmirching the good name of the South African racist. <laughs> Samantha, apartheid. What do you think? <laughs> pro or con? Apartheid. Pro, pro or con? I don't know what that is. Apartheid is what the South African government supported, which is why these people are protesting. Why this movie exists. Legal segregation. Blacks and whites not going to the same schools, not having the same jobs. Black people had to live outside of Johannesburg. White people ruled them. Black people were not allowed in the government. So obviously this movie did not have the intended effect. Yeah. I mean, again, with the exception of like World War II and like apartheid, it's rare to take a really firm stance on a social issue and just be 100% right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like in history. Right. And Lethal Weapon, beyond being anti-Nazi, was like, you know what? We're anti-South Africa. Yep. And every generation henceforth will be like, you know what, Lethal Weapon 2? Right on the money. Yeah, I mean, it's like— Everyone the, can agree with this. <laughs> yeah. Anything else is a little too complex. Terrorists and Nazis are the only v- acceptable villains. I guess the Russians maybe again, but— The Russians are doing their best <laughs> to, get, to get cast again in the Hollywood films. Yeah. Bring back Reagan. Bring back Putin again and again. <laughs> Can't get enough of that Putin. Look at this goon squad. <laughs> and that hair. Yeah, oh, Sam was done. super upset when he cut his hair. <laughs> Which is funny because my... Wait, he cuts it in the movie? Well, in the fourth one, oh, he has short hair. Gotcha. No, he, does. no, he doesn't. In the fourth one, he has short hair. Samantha, I, I'm, I'm feeling my, my betting itch come out again. You want to bet? You want to bet? You want to bet $100? You want $1,000? No, I Damn. thought he just tied it back in a ponytail. That's honey. in three, honey. <laughs> He's just getting you used to. In four, his hair short. He had to boil the frog slowly. 1998. Short hair. Jet Li, remember? Mm, Jet Li had long hair. Jet Li had, a po- <laughs> Jet Li had longer hair than him in part four. What's funny, I know this is like iconic for Lethal Weapon fans of him having the long hair. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid growing up, he only had the short hair whenever I think of him. Like, my first memory of, of Mel Gibson is in the trailer for Ransom. Oh, wow. Mel Gibson, yeah, at you're his young. best, was John Smith. He was the perfect romantic. John Smith? This was in the animated Pocahontas? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I think of— That voice coming out of that animated man, that animated good-looking man. Right. Not as good-looking as Dimitri and Anastasia. What about the turkey movie that was basically The Great Escape? Chicken Run? Yeah, yeah. Chicken Run's so good. He was good in that, too. Yeah, Claymation. Did you know Chicken Run actually oh, beat um, fun fact. Oh Brother Where Art Thou to the Punch with D.I.? Oh, really? Yeah. Chicken Run wow. is officially the first movie to ever use D.I., not Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Wow, yeah. Everyone quotes uh, Oh Brother as being... They wrong. They all wrong. Really? Fact check that. They, every single frame of that movie was D.I.? Yes. Wow. Fact check it. Fact check it. It's right. Chicken Run's the first one. But everyone wants to give it to Deacons for obvious reasons. It's on even, the internet. Look it up. <laughs> I don't even know who the DP for Chicken Run is. I haven't seen Chicken Run, but I've it's heard good. it's good. This is sad. It is. Because the fish die? Innocent fish lost their lives. Okay. Look, if, they're not innocent of anything. Yeah. They willfully associated with white supremacists. <laughs> Those fish this deserve so to die. This is so stupid. Like, two, two minutes ago, we were like, save the tuna. But then we were like, kill these fish. No, it's t- like, they're just as bad as the white supremacists. They're, they're racist fish. To be, to be fair, Mel Gibson never said save the tuna. <laughs> yeah, true. Did you drink any of the soda I got you? No, I will. I'm finishing my colon blow beer. <laughs> Stone, colon, blow. This is a real thing. Is this a gag, Sean Astin? No, it actually said the thing on the thing. Yeah, he saw it on the bottle. Yeah. Then we looked up the sketch with Phil Hartman, which I thought was the Belushi, but apparently I was, like, off by a decade. Two. 
72? Yeah, Belushi was 70s. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. And Phil Hartman was 80s. Sam is reveling in the Joe Pesciness of the scene. Again, it's like staring into a mirror. It's pretty Pesci. <laughs> Uh. There's another Aaron reference. Sammy, not bugging you. Are we keeping count? Again, under your skin. Four. Three. Don't say four. 30. Oh, four. Know. Another Five. One. They're just three men having conversations about Ava Nazi Braun. women. Yeah. Before the internet. In the 80s, this made sense. I love Dan Glover's suit in this. What is that, Seersucker? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> This Ozmobile has seen some shit. Out on the other side, Leo. <laughs> no, it's fine. I got it. No cars are coming. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I think it's so funny. That car was pretty much out of its lane, to be fair. <laughs> Joe Pesci is not at fault. <laughs> he just hits the handle. <laughs> Joe Pesci's surprisingly good at playing the hangdog look. Yeah. He could have parlayed that into a, a different career, I think. My Cousin Vinny? No, I'm thinking more of like Eeyore-centric children's films. Who's where it? he's just sad all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yelling at him. Eeyore's my favorite. Why are they so orange? Because uh, Sean has miscalibrated his television. I have, yeah. I didn't calibrate it. No, sorry, Mel Gibson Sean. is not I didn't mean to call you out, man. No, no, Patsy Kinsett should not look like, <laughs> like a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a real-life grown man wearing a Letterman jacket? Yeah, that's just, like, yeah. And his hair seems smaller. He's just, look, he's dressed like a that, stereotype of a bully. Yeah, high school football. Yeah. yeah. I was captain of my high school team. Yep. I never left hometown. Yep. I used to be cool. Yeah. You want to go to the pumpkin patch? <laughs> what? You want to go mudding in the pumpkin patch? <laughs> Wow, North Carolina is a strange place to grow up. Did you never go mudding? Wisconsin. I thought you were from Illinois, you lying sack of shit. That's why we'd cross the border and uh, defile the Wisco territory for that shit. (laughs) Did you ever watch a movie, Sean, called Speed Zone? Nope. Speed Zone was a not very well executed, complete ripoff of Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. It was like a low-rent, no-star version of Cannonball Run. (laughs) That was my bad, yeah. For some reason, we had this in my home on VHS. Instead of of Cannonball Run, we had a VHS copy, pristine copy of Speed Speed Done. (laughs) And there's one gag that stuck with me forever. I don't know why. But there's a a bit where, you know, it's like rat race, Cannonball Run, whatever. Everyone's on this cross-country drive. The winner gets a million dollars, whatever it is. So this guy's in a Ferrari. He's going 100 miles an hour. A cop is chasing him. They both drive onto like a, a double decker, double decker bus, like mm-hmm. what, or not bus, whatever that truck like is. Like a car like, carrier. Yeah, exactly. Double decker car carrier. So like the the cop uh, gets out, walks over to the Lamborghini. He's just about to write him a check, and then they drive like into Wisconsin or something. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Your jurisdiction just expired." And then we cut to the next story, and I'm like, "I think there's probably a recourse for this police officer." Yeah. Like he can probably just call someone in that next town and write this guy a ticket. Like they're they're on a truck. They're not going anywhere. Depending on how But the next time we cut to this Lamborghini, he's just he's free as a bird. 
It's like the cop, like, just, you know, like, went back, like, punched a hole through his hat and went back to Illinois. That used to actually be a thing, and that's, like, the whole thing that Cannonball Run was built around. Like, they do that same shit and. All of those movies. Like crossing, but surely there's like a recourse for this police officer if they cross that, the state line. That was the entire plot structure of Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> like but in real life, can they not just radio someone and be like, hey, please, w- this guy broke the law. Can you come write him a ticket? Yeah, today they could. What, they didn't have phones back then? Not in their cars. They didn't have radios? <laughs> uh, I don't, well, I mean, maybe, but like. Mel Gibson okay. opening a bottle with I mean, his teeth. <laughs> normal. This, in, he thought this was an outtake. Continue. In rural areas, the separation between, you know, sheriff stations is so okay. broad that— What I'm saying is if you were a sheriff or a highway patrolman on a town that was on the border of mm. another state, would you not think to maybe open relations, open communication <laughs> with this next state? That's uh, Federalist propaganda. So. When I was driving cross-country, my mom told me that even if I got—and yeah, my dad, especially my dad, told me that if anybody tried to pull me over to keep driving— Call the station, call 911, have them check that it was an actual legit cop, and then pull over. Yeah, cops don't really like that. Because they were like, it could just be a mugger trying to kill mm-hmm. you and murder you in the middle of the woods. That sounds it like the much- uh, people putting razor blades in Halloween candy. Yeah, bullshit. they do that. It's one of those things where it probably has happened, but the likelihood of that is yeah. almost infinitesimally low. Did anyone else think this was Danny Glover when they first saw I it? I thought it was. Yeah, that's yep. so bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I know. They have the same facial hair. They have yeah, the same the mustache. mustache. Yeah. And I was like, why is he in this like weird hotel room doing sit-ups? Because he's Honestly, trying to get ready for number four. In my in my defense. <laughs> he is ripped number in four. In my defense, I didn't watch the first beginning half of this movie, and that's when you learn about these people. So I was like, what? why do I care about these gems? These gems? Like jabronis. Uh-huh. This is the worst scene in the entire movie. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I laughed my ass off here. This is not supposed to be funny. <laughs> I thought she survived. I thought she survived. I genuinely don't know how she died. That's she does that's like funny as hell. She does one and a half flips. Yeah. It is funny, but she's supposed to be dead. I know, but I don't think she could have died. Yeah, actually. I never got the impression that she died from seeing I that. I swear to you, she is dead. She, she might be supposed to be dead, but as a 10 year old watching this, I never got the as idea. As a 28 year old watching this, I go, oh, that's funny. And Sam was like, haha. I'm like, she died. She goes, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> I said, did you? Yeah, she, <laughs> she flips she out- end over end. Well, we see Mel Gibson outrun blasts like that so often that. It- yeah, but she has like two lines of dialogue. Oh. There's no way two lines of dialogue can withstand <laughs> that blow. That's just sound logic. I mean, the way she spins away from that explosion is hysterical. It's a sound joke. What'd you say? Sorry. Sorry, Sean. Just went right over my head. Yeah. I was watching the dog get in on some of that hot Mel Gibson, Patsy Kinsett action. Yeah, that dog was like. She has a name. Room for one more. Patsy Kinsett? Yeah. Yeah. What else is she in? Mm, what? I feel like she was in at least one other big thing. She was married. She was married to Liam Gallagher of Oasis fame in the uh, mid-90s. Really? Crazy That's- explosion. Big bada boom. So now people... If you notice, all the police people are gone. They yeah. died. I like how they really just wrap things up at the end. They're like, okay, we kill one, we kill another one. You know what? Let's kill like five <laughs> in one go. Yeah. Let's just wipe them out. Let's let's save money on this. You have to escalate things. Because here's the dialogue here. They're like, oh, the only two to survive are Riggs and Murtaugh. <laughs> Which means that the lady who got comically blown off her diving board <laughs> is dead. Tango, cash, cash, tango. <laughs> 
I think about that dialogue scene every time I watch a cop movie. Dango, totally. <laughs> cash, cash, dango. <laughs> it is the ultimate, like, bad guy fretting. Oh, yeah. For some reason, that movie and Cobra are just, like, linked in my mind. I love Cobra. Cobra is, like, a I'll disgusting, sweaty film. What a baller. Look at this Goonies-esque moment. This dog popping up in the floor. What's the name of the Asian can Goonies? Radio or something? Chunk? Oh, uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> it's something stupid for like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, Johnny Walker Red. Transistor. Most popular. <laughs> like, oh my god! I just realized that Leo's doing his taxes for him right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's telling him what he can write off. He's like, "Can I write this off?" And Leo's like, "No, you can't write this off." Yeah, he's like, my boat. You can't deduct it. My boat. You can't deduct it. You can hide the bodies. Look at this commercial. <laughs> I wish more action comedies had frank discussions about tax deductions. Because mm -hmm. that's something I would pay attention to. It's like money laundering. And social issues. Yeah, but I knew money laundering before I saw this. You didn't know tax deductions? Yeah, seriously. No, I know what they are. I need specific examples, Boom. though. Side like, boob. Oh, yeah. Sam was very impressed by Patsy Kinsett's uh, areolas in this scene. <laughs> did I say that? I think she I said did. nice areolas. <laughs> very dark. Yeah, yeah. Get I'll them say, worked on. I'll say the same thing to Mel. Nice areolas. <laughs> Small. Good, good color. Small. Yeah. <laughs> nice contrast. Firm. Yeah. They don't fade away. I'm genuinely curious about what, like, a 15-year-old Australian thinks of Mel Gibson today? Like, if it's just an afterthought, like, is he in their mind at all? Or has he just been, like, so far removed from Australia they don't really think about him like that anymore? Yeah, he's... Because being in America... Oh, he's Australian! Yeah. yeah. Being in America... What's his real accent? Australian? Um, it's in, like, the Mad Max movies. Yeah. You never heard him talk? No. Yeah, watch, yeah. watch Mad Max. Yeah. He's all, you didn't know he was Australian? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Yes, everyone forgets. That's what I'm saying, like... If you were Australian, would you think like he's one of you? Would you be proud of him? Would you be ashamed of him? Or would you not even think about it? I assume he's in the same category as Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan is a national treasure. <laughs> well, Paul Hogan, I feel like, is less controversial because he wasn't as big of a star and he wasn't a noted racist. I feel like racism's not as big of a deal in That's Australia. not, unfortunately. Aborigines. Wait, are you saying I'm wrong? No, no, I'm saying you're right, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, like yeah. They're, Wait, I thought there was something about, like, Aborigines or something like that. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they, just in general, like, even today, there's much more casual, accepted racism in Australia than yeah. it would it's be so here. It's so funny. When that guy tries—not racism in Australia, but— <laughs> when, <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. When, that, when Joe Pesci tries to get out as other guy's getting in and just pushing the back, I think that's so funny. Well, it's funny. Because when people get into cars, you, you think, like, go out the other door! But he doesn't, like, rush out. He's like, okay, He's it's like, your car. <laughs> Very casually <laughs> slides out. Yeah, I love that. The boat! But anyway, you hear what I'm saying? Because as an American, I feel like— this is the center of the universe. Everything belongs to us. Everyone mm -hmm. comes to us or yeah, they yeah. come from us. Totally. So I don't – I wonder like if you're from New Zealand or Australia or, you know, Morocco or whatever and you have a star or musician or whatever that becomes famous, do you have a sense of ownership or does that dissipate after a while? Oh, I'm sure it dissipates after a while. I mean I they've got Hugh Jackman everybody. now. Yeah. They, Probably. I think there's only room for so many like – you know, you can't have everyone that came from your country be a national treasure. I don't think little girls are wanting to grow up to be Nicole Kidman. 
Well, I mean, the only example. Oh, this is a good scene. See, this is. Plant- ah, I hate that. Plant and payoff, baby. Mm-hmm. Totally. I don't yeah. think he would actually die. That uh, Chekhov's going. Uh, I think he would die with a nail to the head. Mm-hmm. At least be lobotomized. No, I, I think know. I think he dies. This scene's good right here. Ah! This like Halloween three. Yeah. Again, saxophone. That the soundtrack ah! has saxophone all over ah! it. It's really stressed me out. Construction sites are inherently scary. Not the only See, construction site you the lethal weapon uses. Nailed them both. <laughs> nailed them. That's a cool visual because, again, it's sort of like abstract and expressive, but also what it would look like if you stapled someone to the side of a you know, yeah. con- uh, garage that's being constructed. What's that called? The tarp? Not tarp. The little oh, translucent the sheet. Stuff? Yeah. yeah. Drop I want cloth. Like a See, that's funny what? too. Drop cloth? Yeah. That's funny too because he goes, my car. And he goes, Leo. <laughs> it's funnier when he says nailed them both after he put nails into their heads. I just think it's funny. Whatever Leo wants, Leo gets. That but was again, they spent 45 minutes setting up this nail gun scene. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. Okay, they have been going at it for hours. That's what Melly Gibson's does. That one shot and- of the helicopters coming over the ocean reminds me of like Black Hawk Down. How does a cop salary afford oceanfront property in L.A.? Mm, let's assume this is like uh, Santa Clarita or something. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Santa Clarita. Shout out to Warped Highways. <laughs> warped Highways, no earthquakes. Dougie, 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 Dougie. Doge is up in this the trailer star park. Of the movie. Get up, get dressed. Get up, get dressed. Is that the, what the dog's saying? Get up, get dressed. Subtitles are weird. The dog is saying, I found the buried treasure. Follow me. <laughs> Cougar way, Ranch. Cougar Ranch. The funniest insult I've heard about Donald Trump was someone said, Donald Trump looks like the guy who's a villain in a movie where the hero is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, that's, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> okay, so now the helicopter is shooting up Mel's yep. house. Conveniently, oh, he has a little hole for his dog that they can crawl into. Yeah, a little Wait. Goonies escape trap. So this is how I thought his wife got killed. Was via helicopter strafing? The in the first one, isn't that? I th- I thought she was dead when the first one starts. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and that's he's like why he's suicidal. Like, yeah. Okay. It's all off screen. Yeah. Now I just want to point out they shot up his um, patio furniture, which I think is uncalled for. I, th- I think it's more of just a uh, a run and gun situation rather than uh, uh, a targeted attack. No, they could have come in. They could have done a precision strike, but they had to take out the patio furniture. Today we like just do said, it with a drone. He, he's, he's a detective. That shit doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> he had that layaway. You guys remember layaway at Kmart? They didn't have Ikea back then. Nope. Fuck. I like that he's encouraging her to run past the helicopter strafing yeah. them. Like, just just wait and then run. They probably won't shoot you. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Well, he yelled, stay at a light. That was helpful. Here are some obvious things. <laughs> Try to avoid the bullets, if you could. Do what you can to stay alive. Another Burger King feast completed. Did you give me cherry coke? No. Hmm. 
What did you give me? A regular Coke. Hmm. Something's gone wrong with this Coca-Cola product. No, it's well, good. They, they use those fancy new machines designed by the guy that did the Segway, so like everything Wait, tastes the same. the guy who killed himself on the Segway? That's not a thing. I saw the, the thing on the thing. Oh, it's an urban myth? Yeah. Or urban so legend? There's a, uh, a Netflix doc about him, and he's like got a new thing out, but uh, part of the— Wait uh, a minute. Not only is he alive, but mm-hmm. he designed that Coke monstrosity? Yeah, yeah, the thing where you can select which syrup you want to go with your yeah. soda. Are, are you stomping your feet? No, that's the douchebags walking up the stairs outside. Oh, my they, God. Yeah. I think that Coke machine, I think there's some, like, economic theory about, like, the paralysis of choice. Oh, yeah, you yeah have, totally. like— More than three choices, yeah. Yeah, well, then people worry about making the wrong choice yeah. more than making the right one. Yep. And that's what happens every time I'm on that Coke machine. It's like, do you want Sprite and Fanta and grape oh, cola? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I, I always get stuck behind the douchebag that's, like, trying to recreate science or something. That's, that's me. Just, oh, God, I hate me. you people. I I put an icy. Oh, look at the doggy. I'm straight ahead. I'm just cherry coke, maybe cherry vanilla. Yeah. No, I mix. Some people do. Yeah, like the weird like orange sprite grape Fanta nonsense. No. If you go in there with a game plan and you know what you're doing, I don't have a problem. If you yeah, you know you get in and get out. All Actually, right. I'm not that bad at like the soda shop. I'm bad at like a Seven Eleven, like making it, coffee. Treat it like a college football this national right championship. This is why I love Lethal Weapon. Look at that. Because I was like, where the heck's the dog? They paused like, for the dog. where the fuck is the dog, Eric? I was like, if that dog's dead, I'm going to be so mad at you. Like, I almost got into a fight with him. But then the doggy was there. She was balling <laughs> up her fists, wow. ready to abuse me yet again. But yeah, when you go to these quote machines, college football game, you have a plan, you execute, mm-hmm. get out of there as quickly yeah. as possible, run down the clock. And then sidestep to the left to put your little... Uh, dish on top and put your straw. Oh yeah! In. If you if you stand in line, if you are blocking coffee machine, Coke machine, whatever, to oh. put your cap on, like you <laughs> should, you should be deported to Syria. Yeah, like, you should not be here. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. At least Guantanamo. I mean, again, to paraphrase Larry David, we live in a society. Like, there you are can't rules. just do whatever you want. You can't. There are rules. <laughs> Here's old Mel flirting with her girl, doing uh, the old, doing the old. Uh, Fish hook maneuver. Why is he flirting? He already fucked her. Yeah, you know, some people, Sean, like to talk after sexual intercourse. Doesn't make any sense. It's like he's pursuing a relationship. That's bullshit. Yeah. Phony. Don't buy it. It's going to end in marriage. That's We all know what that leads to. What? Your wife being murdered by South African white supremacists? Exactly. What? For cougar ends. Spoiler alert. I'm so mad. Now, hopefully, I am so mad. I hope nobody listens to this because I am so mad. I hope anybody who listens to this has watched the movie. I would assume I, so. I don't think anyone. Hopefully, no one is watching *Lethal Weapon* two for the first time with our commentary track. <laughs> that would be a grave error. <laughs> In my mind, this is more of a mystery science theater situation. But... Look at this moody. Oh wait, no, I can't lighting. say that. Mystery Science Theater? What's that? <laughs> wah, wah. What, We're not allowed to say that. We can't use trademark phrases like Coke? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can't blatantly say what we're blatantly ripping off. <laughs> I like that uh, That subtitle was great because it was bye-bye-bye and then followed by bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite frame so far. And then followed oh. by bye. Go home. Go. Oh, man. This script must have been awesome. The script is the reason, again, we'll get into this later on. 
script is the reason Shane Black left this franchise. It was rewritten against his will. The worst mm. scene in Lethal Weapon 2, what I think is the most unnecessary frame, is happening soon. Wait, the, the scene where Murtaugh dances like a chicken is in Lethal Weapon. <laughs> that's, a, that's a necessary <laughs> Four. scene. That is a necessary scene. Uh, we're about to get paid off in the beginning. And we're about to get paid off the scene where he uh, wiggles out of the straitjacket. That was the beginning. That's what he meant. Oh, I thought you meant the wife thing. Because that's about to be paid <sighs> off, too. God. You guys have seen this movie. <laughs> if you're listening, you've seen this movie. If you so haven't. What? I still... If you haven't seen this movie and this is your first time watching it, you are a dumb dumb. <laughs> and I don't feel sorry for you. Uh, you hate our listeners, though. That's already been established. <laughs> My contempt is well established. <laughs> I think that's acceptable. If you're straightforward, if you're upfront about your contempt, it's not a trick. Yeah, no, Hitler was I'm pretty not, upfront. I feel like my <laughs> contempt might be a little more modulated. <laughs> I I'm just calling you a dummy. If you watch if you watch a film for the first time with a commentary track, I do not respect you as a human being. I'm not saying you should be marched into a camp <laughs> or stripped of your right to vote. I just don't think you're an intelligent human being. That's all. Yeah, that's any commentary, not just ours. I have listened to the commentary track of, um, shit. Yeah, go on, no, Sam. No, I can't remember the freaking thing. Mean Girls. <laughs> a Walk to Remember. What? A million times. <laughs> Homeward Bound? A, no, A Walk to Remember with Shane West. Whoa, who's Shane West? Not Shane West. Shane West. Shane Black. With Mandy Moore. I know Mandy Moore. The guy in a walk to remember is really attractive. Mm, Donald, so I, I, used Donald just, I used to just listen to him talk in the commentary. Hey, Amy. I thought you were popular in high school. This was in, like, middle school. I thought you were popular in middle school. It's like an element. I know I was not popular in middle school. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. here it is. Here it is. Here it is. The worst yeah. thing. Yes. Here it is. Here it is. This is unnecessary. This, this this is awesome. This no, part this makes the movie. This, yeah, this, this is, is cool. This is Houdini. Yeah, this, that's great. The Houdini this, shit is awesome. This is terrible. Unnecessary. Uh, this, I think, is honestly a big mistake. Really? Yes. Because so? they retcon the wife's death. He's like, by the way, I'm the one that killed your wife. Now, that's motivation enough right there. That's all you need. And then the filmmaker assumes, no, it's not enough. It's not enough to avenge your dead wife. He also has to kill your current living hot girlfriend, and now you're going to be mad. Yeah, but also even— What I'm saying is it diminishes the importance of his wife by killing the girlfriend. Since when are you it's all pro-marriage? Oh, I'm not pro-marriage at all. <laughs> I'm just anti—and this sounds strange, but I am nice. anti-overkill and this kind of stuff. This is a great scene. And also, her <laughs> eyes should have been closed. Why? Yes. But it's so scary with them open. <laughs> Sam just doesn't like the open eyes. It ah, I gotcha. upsets her. Now, this scene's great. The lower this is awesome. The revenge scene where he beats the shit out of them and seems very realistic and very raw, that's cool. That's like something out of a Daniel Craig Bond movie. But killing the girlfriend, I think, is just a misstep because I think it assumes the audience— I don't think he needed to be this sad about her. Yes. So I just think the director assumes, oh, the audience won't care about this dead wife. We need to kill— an attractive woman that we've seen recently, or else it doesn't matter. No, I think. And this... I want to point out, this is the that's the reason Shane Black left, left the franchise. Oh, really? Because in the, in the original draft of this movie, um, him and his girlfriend Patsy Kinsett, 
in the movie like Thanksgiving dinner with the Murtals, and mm-hmm. she survives. And he was so upset by the fact that the director, because it was Richard Donner's choice, he said, no, we should kill the girlfriend. And Shane Black was so upset by that that he uh, cut ties with the entire franchise that I will never be associated again. Wow. I think it is a real creative mistake. I mean, not knowing any of that, my initial instinct was that you do that to keep Mel Gibson's character. So otherwise, if, you know he's allowed to settle down then the third and fourth movies we can't have the the renegade loose cannon but you don't need a third and fourth movie make a better second movie <laughs> you know that's how money works <laughs> i know i know but i'm not talking about money from a creative standpoint i think it was unnecessary i think you had all the i think pick one either kill the current girlfriend yeah. or tie in the the South Africans to his wife's death. Honestly, I think it's more awkward to be like, actually, I killed your wife. Yeah, yeah. That I would rather, have more of a problem with I would rather the they girlfriend. just kill the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that they pile it on top of each other is what I have a problem I with. I would totally. rather have her eyes closed. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I, I, I will send a letter to the uh, director. Sam wants a more photogenic death. Is that so much to ask for? In 1985, yes. I just think she looked a little decrepit for how uh, long she would have been in the water. But Mary fuck kill <laughs> living petsikins at dead petsikins. At- you forgot a third petsikin. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so if I kill the dead petsikins, nothing happens. I think the choices are pretty clear, pretty stark. I imagine you don't like the scene, Sam, watching your alter ego get beat up by a bunch of South Africans. <laughs> Do you think you'd be tough under pressure, Sam? Do you think if people tried to torture you, you would hold firm? My would- family used to always tell me that if I were ever kidnapped, just be myself and they'd give me back. <laughs> <laughs> Her family's uh, a lot of I think that was the same talkers. advice for uh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Her family does not mince words. Yeah, apparently. Her family is the one that called me sloth, by the way. Oh, that's where that came from, huh? Yeah. For the gotcha. record, Mel Gibson in a hat doesn't look like Mel Gibson. Looks like a trucker. Yeah. He looks nothing like himself in a hat. He kind of looks like uh, Kurt Russell in Big yeah, yeah. Trouble in Little China. Yep. Trucker. It's a crazy big world out there. You know, what does he say? You'd have to be crazy to assume we're the only ones out here or something. You know what Jack Burton always says? Who's Jack Burton? Me. He's fun, that movie. I feel like the first time I saw that movie, it was I came into it with too high of expectations, mm. and I really didn't like it. Hmm. And since then, I've sort of come around on it. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, like Mel Gibson just found out that his wife was killed by these people, that his girl he just fucked was killed by these people, and on the way to go hurt these people about these things, he was like, and you killed all my homies. So he's actually taking it pretty well, I think. <laughs> oh, you can tell he's just boiling under the no, surface. No, I think he's taking it real well, he's like a pot of pasta, and the lid is just you know about to come off. I get more the mad lid when is you. Rattling. I honestly get more enraged when you leave the toilet seat up than Mel Gibson is right now. I know, but look at him; you can see the the lid just rattling on the pot of pasta. Yeah, so I really don't understand the toilet seat thing. How no. can you not understand that? That bucatini is about to be overcooked. Well, I, I don't understand the division of labor on that. If if you put it up, you put it down. But if you put it down, then put it back up when you're done. No. Then no. 
It takes just as much effort on one side I as it does the fall, other. I fall into it. And I can piss if on the I, seat. If I sit in it, I fall in. I think what Sean's so asking, before which is leave. reasonable, <laughs> is why can't you look to see if it's down? Why can't you just put it down? Because we don't have to. We can yeah. pee through it. Because 90% of the time I use the toilet, the seat stays up. Well, we look at it regardless. We know whether it's up or down. I don't know whether it's up or down. Well, but that's your misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no reason you can't look. Yeah, there's no reason you can't put it back down. There's no, no reason, reason you, you can't, can't put, put it, it back up. up. <laughs> You're not going to win this one. <laughs> yes, I am. I always win. Yeah. There's no Mel Gibson and Danny Glover who's going to rescue you from this situation. <laughs> no. I just call Eric back into the bathroom. How much effort does that take? <laughs> it the takes more. way longer. It takes way longer. Everyone's in a bad mood. <sighs> but the point is, she's uh, reminding me of something that I will forget to do again yeah. a few days later. It's it's like dealing with the cat. Like He just keeps whining and whining, and I yell at him. And then he, as soon as I feed him, he finally shuts up. But... You know, nothing changes, but at least we can fight about it. Exactly. (laughs) Now, here is Mel Gibson setting back the modernist architecture movement by 30 years. (laughs) Good. Just to settle a personal vendetta. Again, this looks like a house that Troy McClure would live in. Oh, yeah. I like Joe Pesci just going. "Ah!" (laughs) I like this model falling down in the background. It's not bad. Looks good. I never questioned it. Probably a huge ass model. Probably like one eighth or yeah. something. I don't think many people died in that house fire tear down thing though. Mm, but a lot of cougarans suffered. A lot of cougarans <laughs> perished in this flame. I don't think you can hurt gold. I think that's kind of the point. No, just uh you can melt it down and it reformulates into a stronger rock monster. <laughs> They used to be big, strong hands. The hell are you referring to? Never ending story. Oh, see, I've never seen that. Really? Never. Me wow. Either. I just that's know that's the one with a ferret dragon, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's just, a luck dragon. <laughs> I just know the Lionel Hutz joke about it. So, Seven. This will be the greatest lawsuit since my suit against the film The Never Ending Story. Oh, oh greatest. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? False advertising. Yeah, yeah. Since my suit against The Never Ending Story. Leo doesn't want this to be over. <laughs> it's been an experience. Mm-hmm. I got to use that more. They yeah. really had a lot of fun. <laughs> so fucking cute. See, this is me and Sam when the weekend's over. I, <laughs> I offer her a hearty handshake. <laughs> she hugs me. She says, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a real lot of fun. She says, can I sound the alarm? I say, I got to go to work. It's <laughs> <laughs> all beat up and bloody. Okay. 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 Bye. <laughs> His beatific smile. This is good ADR right here. No. You can you can do such a big uh info dump with oh, a, a long shot of a car crossing a bridge. Totally. <laughs> you can fill in the audience on every detail in about ten seconds. Yep. You see the cargo ship is bound for <laughs> Poland yeah. and it has tigers on it. As we push into the the jeep crossing the bridge, I mean, it's amazing. Can you imagine, like in the 
20s or 30s being a, a propagandist <laughs> and discovering film and being like, wow, <laughs> look how much information I can shove in someone's eyeballs in 10 seconds Man, compared uh, to a fucking book. You do listen to other podcasts, right? I've heard them. Okay. So there's a Stuff You Should Know episode about uh, PR where they go into the uh, the underpinnings yeah. or the uh, originations same, of it. Hold on. Same just bumped the uh, <laughs> mic and said, Al. <laughs> just want the listeners to know that. That, that foam windscreen must do a lot of damage. <laughs> so go ahead. So PR. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, just the, that it's it all started as propaganda and it all starts as like uh, total bullshit and one man manipulating everything. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Can that, I ask something real quick? Yeah. Regarding Lethal Weapon. Yep. <laughs> no. This is, a, this is a great shot. <laughs> like a Goonies shot. If they shot the locks, wouldn't the bullet ricochet and kill them? Not necessarily. No. It would ricochet. It wouldn't necessarily go back and hit them. Okay. Thank Depends you. on the angle. These are veteran cops. They've shot a lot of padlocks. Yeah, totally. Okay. You can when you can continue talking about um, PR. No, I was done. You were? No, I don't even know what I was talking about. I was going to say something, but I forgot. Yep. Someone interrupted me. God, it was rude. Lethal Weapon 2. It was Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> I, this is a really good scene, too. This is a great scene. I feel like the villain's plan here is not very well thought out. It's like, what should we do? Trap them in there with their money. They only have guns in a car. What could they possibly do? I like this part right here. Oh, yeah. This is another wonderful character moment. Where they seem like, for a moment, seem like real people living in the real world. Did where, he just say there's a thousand dollar bills? Yeah. Yeah. Those are real things. Woodrow Wilson, brother. What? Or is he on the ten thousand dollar? Look, that's not a thousand, thousand dollar bills are a real thing. Mel Gibson's so pissed. He's like, "Why don't you take it?" A hundred. Yeah. Fucking drug money, says Danny Donald Danny Glover. A hundred dollar. Just say bill. D Glover. <laughs> I thought $100 bills were the highest denomination because of this shit. No. Well, because what? Because of Lethal Weapon 2? Totes. No, just because of like drug dealers and like money laundering and like they, you know, anything bigger than that you have to declare. And then for the next 10 minutes, I sit and wonder if I would take that money. Okay. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to Update. spend a $1,000 bill. Grover Cleveland is on the $1,000 bill. The fuck? Really? Apparently. Still printed? Uh, I guess. I have never seen a $1,000 bill. But the larger point I'm trying to make is <laughs> you see Murtaugh as like a middle-class father being yeah. like, damn, I got bills to pay. Mm. Not like I'm going to buy a Lamborghini or I'm going to fuck off to Peru or something just like, oh no, I could pay for my daughter's education. Yeah, I, mean, I could pay off my mortgage. And uh, Mel Gibson looks at him and he's just like, do it, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. He's not even saying he's going to steal it for himself. He's like, you yeah. have real needs. You're a good person. Totally. You're a hardworking cop. Like. And then the I top. told Eric that if they, I think that money just goes back into like police circulation. Like compounded money just stays, at, like goes back to the federal government or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of it does. It I, just sits there. I hate whatever that weird like quasi step printing was right there. Yeah. That, like what was that effect meant to be? Eh, it served its purpose, but. I feel like whoever did this like saw some Hong Kong movie and it's like, oh, they yeah, have yeah. this cool slow motion. It's uh, like, how, money. how did they do it? And he's like, I don't know. They made it all blurry. <laughs> it's like, imagine if slow mo was like real shitty looking, except step printing, I think is beautiful. Now. Yeah, shoot the water because, you know, they're fucking going to be in there. Like, they they're might, dumb no, enough to do that. They might be swimming around. 
He is wearing a dumb hat. I love the effect of the money blowing through the scene. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, oops, it accidentally landed in my pocket while it was raining on me. And I forgot to uh, turn it in. And I forgot to return it. And I forgot to not put it in my daughter's college fund. Especially at this point. If there's (laughs) $1,000 bills raining everywhere, a few of them are going to land. Like, what? It landed in my shoe. Yeah. It's like the world's most dangerous strip club. (laughs) I I still don't think you'd be able to spend a $1,000 bill anywhere. Oh, yeah. He just just naming out the people they killed. All of them, Farika. Yeah. Like, Farika. My, <laughs> my gut. That one dude didn't deserve all that. He probably only killed like one of them. But he got you. He is a white supremacist South African. Also he deserves that it. too, yeah. Richard Donner really loved the lens flares. <laughs> like pre JJ, this had to be the most lens flares in the movie. I don't know what movie. a lens flare is. Uh, when it comes on the screen, I'll point out to you. It's whenever you see like a horizontal flash of blue light. No, it's like you remember whenever sometimes you'll take a photo on your phone and the the lights will be all blurry and they'll have those long strands. Yeah, that's it's flaring. You told me it's smudge. It is smudge on your lens. <laughs> now th- these lenses are clean. They're flaring for a different reason, <laughs> but it's, it's a similar effect. Ah, <laughs> uh, knife in the leg. No. No, I know this movie came first. Oh my god. But in my mind, this seems like a ripoff of Double Impact. This is what I get so mm. mad about. Pull the knife out. Pull the knife out of your leg. Like, no, because then he's going to start bleeding. So... Then it will hurt worse, actually. Oh, because he'll be bleeding? Yeah. yeah. All right, keep it in. Yeah, keep, keep it in now. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the Jean-Claude Van Damme 1991 action thriller, Double Impact, has an identical third act finale. <laughs> like, almost by the shot. Where uh, good Van Damme twin and bad Van Damme twin are fighting Bolo Young and some other ne'er-do-wells also on a boat with a bunch of uh, storage containers. Wait, this is the end fight? This is just like the fight. Well, this is just like the fight in Double Impact, and this Mm. is the end of Lethal Weapon 2, if that was your question. Yeah, no, I I thought this one ended with a fight in the rain in front of the construction. And I kept waiting to see that. No, that's Lethal Weapon 3, and it's terrible. Okay. That one is bad. Gotcha. Because I remember you being like, oh, yeah, this scene Gold Knight isn't as good as the rain fight in Lethal Weapon 2. And so the mm. whole time I'm sitting there like you at a comedy show with my arms crossed. <laughs> this isn't good. This is so disgusting. I just realized he was like ripping. I was waiting to be impressed by this rain fight. It never Sorry, happened. Sir. Oh, my God. It's been I a while. I hate night fights, but I like them. <laughs> this guy does look like a clown, like a joker with his There's orange There's a knife fight in a movie. Oh, Mission Impossible has a nice knife fight. The one we saw with the girl. Uh-huh. That's a nice knife fight. I like that knife fight. All night. Knife fights are like dogs. All knife fights are good. Blood never looks real. I think it looks very real and I'm very queasy about it. I think that hair looks fake. Ah! <laughs> diplomatic immunity. This is better than diplomatic immunity. Oh, I hate this part. Oh, I hate this part so much. I love this part. I hate it. Oh, this you, is like uh, a Roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> my question. Meep, how, meep. how squished did he get? Um, I think he looks like a Whopper right now. Really? Yeah. Just like a flat patty. Really? Yep. Genuinely? Pretty Where would he in. go? I don't know. There yeah. was a giant storage container. There's the ground. And there's him in between. <sighs> I don't think he made an indentation into the storage container. I think it just squashed him. I think he's liquid and a little bit of meat patty. 
Disgusting, when, Eric. When they lift up the storage you container, that's just I'm the... so happy you're good. Oh, no! Oh, no! Nice little power roll by Raj. Boom, motherfucker. I like how he's shot in this scene, like the Nazis and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because he's, like, supposed to be the good cop. Like, you know, I can't shoot him. Diplomatic immunity. Let's all say it. Diplomatic, Diplomatic immunity. immunity. <laughs> and then Riggs is like, just got revoked. Oh, that's not Riggs. Fuck, it's Murtaugh. Murtaugh's like, I didn't take that money. I did enough good morals today. That yeah. is a great 80s action line. Oh, yeah. Mm. Riggs! Did you hear me call him Riggs again? Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, know didn't, I really didn't mean to do that. Like, that's not just like something. It was the heat of the moment. Yeah. No one could blame you. No. Well, Riggs just, just been, got uh, shot. Murtaugh was rolling around. This guy was claiming diplomatic immunity. Like, I should call him Riggs Martin. There's too many R's. Don't call him Martin. He doesn't even look like a Martin. If oh, were, I just realized that it's M-R and R-M. That's funny. It's a palindrome. Because they're polar opposites of each other in every way. But they're also true reflections of one another. The screenwriting thing. I feel like people call him Raj and Murtal a lot. They basically just call Riggs Riggs. Mm-hmm. Every now and then someone will be like Martin. Everyone's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Martin? Nobody, yeah, I'm like, nobody says Martin. Riggs. And this is so sad. He's like, oh, no, my homie. Look at his squashed ass his opponent own. behind him. <laughs> 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 just a little Burger King patty. They should have had the legs sticking out like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, like Witch <laughs> no, of the West. Exactly. No. <laughs> they should have, yeah, had his toes curling that up. That really totally. stresses me out and makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off when I realized they were playing Knocking on Heaven's Door right here. <laughs> very, <laughs> very softly in the background. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Wow. And they try and like do it subtly, but it's just such a cheesy idea. <laughs> I just want to put this on record, too. Richard Donner is a big fucking dork. <laughs> Apparently. He's not an untalented director, but he is a big dork. I think he is a cheese ball. Hey, Raj. Sweet moment between two bloodied men. He's not, he's not bloody. Roger's a little bloody. Not as bad as racist. Here you go, buddy. Oh, he's feeding him a cigarette. Like an injured cat. <laughs> you give cigarettes to injured cats? Of course you do. <laughs> gotta make their last few hours enjoyable. That's why my cat hates me. Yeah, because you got them hooked and now you're trying to wean them off the habit. Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. Said for the 95th time. It's uh, standard male bonding. Look at him just rub his hair. That's so sweet. Yep. Riggs is like his oldest son. <laughs> They've been decaffeinated? Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck did that mean? Decaffeinated? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you don't know what that word means? I don't think it is. Decaffeinated? I swear to God. Can you rewind this, Sean? Then everyone else is going to be out of sync with us. Rewind it, Sean. Okay. We got to get to the bottom of this. You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Rubbing his hair. Let's hear it. Oh, it's an accent. Oh. Oh, like the South African accent? I don't get it, though. Yeah, I think there's something. That's not the joke I would end on. Yeah. 
look, we're all happy the South Africaners are dead. We're all happy about that. Okay. Yeah. But you got to end on a stronger joke. He is right here. You really are a beautiful man. Nah, that's, that's not a joke. That's nah. heartfelt. He almost did it. That's the joke. Where'd that bullet hit you anyway? But what's the joke there? Where did it hit you? Is it in your butt? Uh, <laughs> now that's a joke. That's a that, joke. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite comedians. <laughs> Say a joke. Silence. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> it was in the butt. <laughs> what, what? Well, my part, favorite part of this movie was when I got up and played with the cat for a while. <laughs> you know, uh, The second J- viewing didn't hold up for you? <laughs> you know, J. Michael Riva is an Academy Award winning person. Hmm. The production designer on this. Wow. Yep. There why you do go. we know that? Uh, why do we know that? Did this credit say that? No. I no. just know because he does all the Tarantino movies now. Oh, gotcha. Really? I barely know directors. How do you know fucking production designers? Because I'm a nerd. Jesus, man. Now, I feel like this is not a very well done helicopter shot. Oh, God, no. This is horrible. <laughs> Look at this. Do you see, like, the camera jerking around? Oh, dude, there's fucking GoPro drones for $500 that do that better these days. But I feel like even up to, like, the mid-90s, they get shots like this, and they're like, whatever. Like, people are walking out of the theater. It's good enough. Yeah. Like, the sun already set. We're not doing it tomorrow. The camera will just, like, jerk around. <laughs> I like this song. And then all the dorks will go on IMDb and onto the goose page and update it. <laughs> Dirty in love. Woo! There's a shaky pan in the last five seconds of Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> Goof. Oh, it's like that Lincoln movie where there's just like a lens flare for three minutes of Lincoln riding in a carriage. That makes me want to kill everyone. Yeah, I thought the Lincoln movie was great, but the rap rock was ill-conceived. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know when he's going to the um, the State of the Union and they're playing, they're blasting Limp Biscuit. You remember? <laughs> he's like psyching himself up. And he puts on head. First of all, he puts on Beats headphones and he's listening to Lincoln Park. Um, you said Limp Biscuit. Well, he's this is a different scene. He's listening to Lincoln Park and he's just like you know he's like shadow boxing. Mm. Do we see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Are we thinking the same <laughs> uh, thing? Different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That was Lethal Weapon 2. It's fun. Yeah. It uh, doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. Nope. No. It, I still think Are you it, serious? Yeah, I mean... He had a really high opinion of it. Yeah. Shut up. It's, it, it's keep good. That. Keep oh. that high opinion. <laughs> Sam, Sam loves this movie. I really genuinely like it. it yeah, it's good. A lot. Um, I don't know that I would watch it again within the next year or so. I'll probably watch it again. In no. the next year? The future of America, folks. Who knows? Maybe next week. <laughs> Sam's making a surprise face at me. I'll definitely watch one and then watch two right after. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't seen one, right? Yeah, I need to watch one. Yeah. I think having seen all four Ooh, of Tony's them, food service. Nice job, Tony. Um, having seen all four of them, this is unquestionably the best. I'm still not a huge fan of the series. Mm. I think it's okay. Ah! But this is the peak of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think the Leave of the Weapon movies are really good. I think they're okay. I think they're really good. Certainly better than Bond. No. I think they're better than a lot of movies. I think Lethal Weapon 2 is better than 90% of Bond movies. But again, the good stuff, the Golden Eyes, the Honor Majesty, Secret Service, the From Russia With Loves, I think they piss all over this thing. <laughs> One man's opinion. Yeah. Now, this is much better than like Live and Let Die or Moonraker or something. Or Spectre. <laughs> um, is Spectre really that bad? Spectre it's, is it's, terrible. It's really 
boring. Sam the dog and Burbank the cat. Huh. You name your cat Burbank? That's weird. That's the cat that Mel Gibson was completely disrespecting his personal space. This, Burbank. This is my uh, hedgehog, uh, Glendale. <laughs> Say hi to Glenny. <laughs> Why a hedgehog? A hedgehog named Glenny. By the way, Sam has an adorable hedgehog sweater that she bought in Japan. Like my favorite thing she's ever owned. Sonic? No, just a little cartoon hedgehog. Hmm. You want to describe this baby? No, I don't. I don't. No. She, no, she'd rather not. She's done. We're done. Yeah. Oh. Any, any final thoughts on the Lethal Weapon franchise or Lethal Weapon 2 or Mel Gibson? I think it's very important to remember that if you put the seat down <laughs> when you go to the bathroom, you won't be killed by a bomb. Uh, I think that's actually the opposite message of the story. Yeah, I think if he hadn't sat down on it, he would not have triggered the bomb. Yeah. If the seat was, no. Yeah, if he had just hovered over the bowl with the seat up, yeah, he would Yeah, if he had done fine. the Asian squat, he would have been fine. Totes. No. Yeah. So what you're saying is do the Asian squat. No. Do, away yeah. our, do away with our toilets. We should just have little, like, urinals in the floor that we poop into. It's more sanitary, and you can't get blown up. Lethal Weapon 2 is a good movie. Lethal Weapon 2 is a great movie. The motion carries. Here, here. Just remember to text before calling. Lisa Weapon 2 is not a movie I wanted to watch twice. <laughs> <laughs> but Goldeneye is better. <laughs> oh, good God Almighty.